0: Mm-hmm. So then I started hearing voices I was just about to kill myself And then I heard uh, Sorry, I was just about to kill myself And then obviously my body goes into protect overdrive And I started hearing voices And I thought they were God And it told me to stand up And, you know, that I was this and that And all that sort of shit
1: Five of us dropped in the girls' room psychedelicized insane St. Quintet Well, that bathroom got crowded in no time Our minds were all blown in one flash Everyone in there got ugly We exited out of there fast Back in the bar, we were happy No problem, feel great Back in the bar, we were fine
2: Hola, senors and senoritas Welcome to Los Skeptic Tanco de la Ari Shafir but. Hi, you guys. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm Ari Shafir. On today's episode, I have my friend Brendan Burns, who is visiting America. Uh, I met him uh, a few years ago. Uh, Rachel Rush told me. She introduced us. She thought we'd have the same sense of humor. And we sort of do. We like each other's stuff. Uh, and I've, I've become friends with him, and I've, I've, uh, I've eaten with him, and I've, I've, had, uh, I've gone to uh, festivals with him a bunch. He's on my storyteller show, actually, in Montreal one time. I forgot the topic. Possibly drugs. I think it might have been drugs. Um, Which brings us to this topic of this episode. Oh, by the way, my storyteller show is premiering on Comedy Central Digital, June 4th. We're going to air the first story. So what we're going to do is, me and Sam and Eric, um, we're going to air one a week, one story a week. We're also putting, Comedy Central has a podcast they're starting that they're just going to put these on. Um, if you don't want to go, but you should see them on comedy central digital and also on YouTube. We're going to put it on comedy central's YouTube page. So if you go to them um, June 4th, it'll be a full week from, from today. But, um, subscribe when you get there because, um, you'll want to see the new ones as they come in every week. I'm really excited. It looks so fucking cool. It looks so cool. Um, they did a really good job. Jeff Tomzik did a really fucking cool job making it look rad. Um, we filmed them all at Cheetah Strip Club in, in Hollywood. If you were there, you know it was, a, it was a great night. It was a great night of shows. Um, so they're going to be one a week, and they're also doing them on SiriusXM. Comedy Central starting a Sirius XM channel. Um, so they're going to be on there, I think, like three times a day. We're going to do like a story, and then um, I'm going to call each person um, before we share their story. And then we're going to talk a little about the story afterwards. So, that'll be something cool, too. So, anyway, June 4th, if you guys have been asking me, a lot of people have, um, when it's going to be out, June 4th is the answer on Comedy Central Studios. Um, All right, so, but, uh, yeah, but Brendan does not do drugs anymore. He's a sober alcoholic, and he always told me about this one crazy mushroom trip he had. Oh, I got to talk about Shroomfest. But he talked about this one crazy mushroom trip he had, and he talks about it in this episode. Um, he was on stage doing them and uh, things went wrong for him uh, so in fairness in fairness I am all about fairness and though I love psychedelic drug use and I am a huge proponent of it I am also always looking to give it up for both sides of an issue so for the very few people that have negative effects on this and I really do mean few people it's a small small percentage from all the research I've done, uh, which is minimal. But I've done a lot of shrooms and asked to people. Uh, but um, I'd like to show the negative effects, too, of, of, of a drug, the, the other side. You know, not everybody has the same. That's what this podcast is all about. Not everybody has the same experience. So I'm going to show both sides of it. Uh, but let's talk about Shroom Fest before we talk about the guy who went too crazy on uh, psychedelic drugs. Uh, Shroom Fest is, if you don't know, it's the International Mushroom Festival. Um, this is the third year. 2013 is the third year. This year falls out on June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And what Shroomfest is, is a place, and I'm sorry, a time for everyone in the world to do mushrooms. Doesn't it happen in a spot? It happens all over the world. Like Christmas. It's hippie Christmas. So it falls out in the summer uh, weekend. It's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday of the summer weekend, June, July, or August, that has the most amount of moonlight over the year. Um, where the full moon falls on the weekend. So I think the full moon this year falls out on Sunday of Shroom Fest. I do them on Mondays, too, for people who don't want to like, do them when people are, are, uh, are off. Um, give plugs on the Skeptic Tank. Yeah, I know, Eric. I just finished doing it. Uh, so anyway, um, whoever you are, wherever you are, do mushrooms. June 22nd, 23rd, or 24th. People all over the world are doing them. Last year fell out in July, and, um, and I did them in both Calgary at a UFC with my friend Duncan Trussell, uh, and I did them uh, in Montreal. We did a show, a Shroomfest show, on the night of Shroomfest. People came out, all these kids came out from um, Concordia University, um, uh, some of them were on mushrooms. People in the audience were. People uh, doing it were. The problem is I had just taken them two days before, so they didn't hit me as hard. And I thought they were bunk mushrooms. So I told Brendan Walsh and Theo Vaughn and a couple other people they are supposed to do them, I'm like, hey, these mushrooms are shit. So they all kind of like, since it was already midnight, they were all like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to take them. Except Dan Soder. Dan Soder is legit. He took them. Um, <laughs> he had a fun set. That was a cool show. That was last year. This is this year. June twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Find your friends. Start looking right now for mushrooms. If you don't know things about mushrooms, I'm going to tell you a, an article I wrote that will help you. Uh, go Google Shroomfest. I'm sorry, Shroomfest Primer. It's the, it's something I wrote about mushrooms, and it just it takes you through all of it. How to find it, how much to pay, the effects it has, and I'll just tell you this right now. If you're worried about it. Don't worry. The universe will look out for you. I'm not even joking. The universe will look out for you. When you're on any sort of psychedelics, it will look out for you. It will provide you excellent stimuli and keep you safe. And all the people are like, well, what if I have a bad trip? What if I have a bad trip? Good question. Here's what happens in a bad trip. You have a a not-so-great time for about five or six hours. And then you're fine and you get a great story out of it. Last year I went camping uh, with this guy Willie Hunter and a bunch of my friends from the Comedy Store, Matt Edgar, a few other people. And, uh, and Willie freaked out on the mushrooms. He, uh, it was his 26th birthday and he thought, look at me, what am I doing? I'm doing, I'm doing drugs with, on my 26th birthday with these burnouts. <laughs> mushrooms give you weird thoughts sometimes. And uh, he goes, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And he called his one friend who was... Uh, who was sober and he called his friend and said, Hey man, it's just this other comedian. And he goes, Hey man, it's just me and you. We're the only ones that are like, like on the right path and not doing drugs, even though he was f- gacked out on mushrooms at the time. And the friend goes, Hey, Willie, I can't talk right now. I'm on, I'm, I'm high on weed. I started smoking pot a few days ago. <laughs> so Willie did not appreciate it and he got out of there. He left. And then he called Matt Egger. And he said, uh, Matt, I, I left. I'm, 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 I hitchhiked away. I'm, uh, and Matt's like, well, where are you, man? I'll come get you. I'll come get you right now. We're all on mushrooms, but Matt's still a real positive guy. And uh, he goes, I'll come get you. He goes, well, I'm at a McDonald's about seven miles from here. And Matt stopped for a second, and he realized there's no way I can go. I mean, none of us are going to drive a car. You're how far away? You're away from the campsite and down the road and in fucking Tarzana or Thousand Oaks or whatever. And Matt just goes, hey, man, you're on your own. (laughs) You got your adventure and I got mine. And he got home fine. And we all laugh about it constantly because he doesn't feel that way. So it was all a fucking good time. So June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, 2013 is Shroomfest. Please enjoy responsibly. If you have kids, like I always say, lock them in crates, put them in the garage. Safety first. Make sure you have time for it. Um, if you have a wedding on Saturday, don't do them until Sunday or Monday. If you have a big meeting on Monday, do them on Saturday. Um, anyway, so this year I'm doing um, still a couple options. But um, anyway, Shroomfest. Now, um, oh, I'll say this about New York. Hey, things are going really well. I got into the Comedy Cellar last night. I showcased for Esty at the Comedy Cellar. Um, and uh, and she was like, yeah, you're in. Uh, start Start sending in your avails to me. So I'm really stoked. That's like one of the last few stages I really, really wanted to play. Um, I, I always say that wrong. It's not the last stage I want to be on. It's, it's like one of the few stages I haven't played that I want to. Real comics, they just enjoy doing stand-up. That sounds, that sounds douchey of me. I really enjoy doing stand-up. And I love taking stages that I haven't taken. It's one of the huge reasons I moved to New York, so I can do new stages consistently, and I don't fall into like learning tricks for the for the comedy store or for other places. Um, and the comedy cellar is like it's like the preeminent club in, in New York. It's 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 the, it's the, kind of like the store in in New York, but uh, but um the comedy store, but it's it doesn't develop people as much. It takes it doesn't take like brand new comics like Mitzi used to. Um, But it has the best comics in the world. They're performing there all the time, just like the Comedy Store. Uh, And that's where I wanted to be, performing before and after, like, great comics. So between the Comedy Cellar and Stand Up New York has uh, has been good, but uh, The Stand has been tremendous in giving me spots. I'm there constantly. If you guys want to see me at a show, The Stand is probably the the place to go. And they have an awesome menu. I mean, it's not just that I'm a stoner. They have these fucking pork balls and, and the bread pudding. Dude, the bread pudding it's good. I'm not a cheesecake fan. They have a couple types of cheesecake, but that bread pudding is good as fuck. Um, yeah, the whole menu is really good. Uh, so, yeah, go there for dinner. It's a cool bar upstairs, and it's a, it's a cool club downstairs. So I'm there a lot, but the comedy cell, I'm just really stoked. So thank you to like all the people who got me in. Uh, Bill Burr said something to her, Bobby Kelly, uh, Neil Brennan, and, and mo- I guess Big J most of all, uh, who just really pushed hard. Um... So yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked on it. I don't know if you guys can tell if I'm trying to sound like normal. It's so weird when I meet those people, when I meet people like Esty, because she reminds me so much of Mitzi of the Comedy Store. So I just get scared. I just get frightened. I was fucking nervous. I don't get nervous much on stage. But I was like, come on, man, calm the fuck down. I had to breathe in and breathe out. Like It's just a set. And the crowd is great. It's packed. A fucking uh, a twelve fifteen a.m. show. It's not, not just a little packed. I'm saying sold out. Like there's no room for people to come in and watch because it's sold out at 12:15 a.m. on a Sunday night. It was a holiday weekend, but still 12:15 a.m. Stores never that full. Not at 12:15. Um, it was just so easy. Keith Robinson fucking brought me up. It was just so, just a tremendous fucking room. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. Um, so that's cool. Uh, something I learned about New York is that um, everyone has those radiators. They don't have central heat in most of these places. And what the landlord will do is just shut off the radiator at a certain time. Just shut off the heat. So, I mean, there's controls where you can, like, turn it all the way off or turn it all the way on or some level in between to, to regulate your heat. But once they shut it off, you can't. So, we had a cold day last week. It was like got down to, like, 45 at night. Um, and, yeah, you know, I woke up and I wanted to be snuggly and turn on my air conditioning. I mean, on my air my heat. And so, I turned the thing and no heat comes out. Then I realized they just shut it off sometime in early April. They just say, no, no more heat for anyone. It's like, well, what if we have a cold day? What if we have a cold day and I want to get snuggly? I want to stay in my bed and snuggle and turn the heat up. Well, if you want to do that, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you just can't do it. till fucking November, they won't let you have any heat. That's just a normal, I don't know, that's legal. No heat. I got to mention infant. If you say infant. Say, oh, well, my infants will be okay. Then they really go crazy. They go fast. So I just do the white trash heat. I just turn all four, all four stoves on, and uh, and warm it up that way. It's really probably quite noxious for me, but I do it anyway. Um, all right, a couple. Uh, what do I have to say? Let me do my dates real quick. Uh, Chicago. I'll go be there for the Just for Last Comedy Festival. I'm doing three storyteller shows. Three. This is not happening. Storyteller shows. Um, and I'm doing a live podcast all at stage seven, seven, three in Chicago. I'm going to do a live podcast on Saturday night. I think that's the 15th. Um, get tickets, hurry up and get tickets. Um, yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm also leaving this week for Toronto for four days. I think almost all those shows are sold out. Uh, Maybe the comedy bar shows on, on Thursday are still available. That show, maybe some tickets are left. But then right after that, I'm going to London, Ontario for the first time to do that show that that guy tried to get being banned from and the APK pushed out and just uh, buckled under the pressure of some guy saying, we're going to boycott you. Don't fucking buckle. You can say about anything, by the way. I I could have a problem with some guy being black and just call the club and say, hey, we don't like his material. Just say it like that. We don't like his material. We don't like his material, and we're going to boycott your club if you put his material on. And you wouldn't even know that it's because, no, we don't like black people. You would just buckle under that pressure. Have some fucking guts. This is like Dean at the comedy store. Dean Gelbert, the old manager. Just, you know, I don't mind the guy, but completely spineless. Completely spineless. And all you had to do in order to beat him, all you had to do was just say the word Sue. Just say it. He'll cave. He would buckle. So we had Black Knight. Uh, We've had a couple different Black Knights of the Comedy Store. Fat Tuesday, Trippin' on Tuesday. They never just call it, you know, comedy ha-ha and just book black people. Um, And it progresses between uh, more ghetto and less ghetto. And this was one of the times where it was more ghetto. I forget who was promoting it, but it was more ghetto. Sometimes they actually have – I was talking to Marina Franklin about this – that, that room is like an upscale black room now. It's like nicer black people. The writers and the, you know, all the, that's the only cool job I can think of. The well-to-dos, the smarts, the intellects, intellects, yeah, idiot. Yeah. Um, but one of the times it was more ghetto and this girl, Laura uh, Haynes, um, was serving and somebody got mad at her for not bringing enough cherries and no waitress wants to work a black night ever, ever at any club Even in Nigeria, I'm guessing, no waitress wants to work black night. They know they will not be getting tipped, and they'll replace the tips they would get with constant belittling and fucking talking down to. Black audiences, shit on waitstaff. And if you think I'm wrong, talk to a waitress before you say anything to me. Because that's learned racism they've gotten. It's not handed down by their parents. They weren't racist. They became racist over time by observing what black uh, audiences do. Indian audiences, also very bossy. Um, so anyway, this girl started wailing on Laura. She started fucking beating her, like kicking her. She took her off her shoe and started hitting Laura Haynes with her fucking shoe. I-, I couldn't believe it. And so they're throwing her out. Laura's crying um, she was beaten under the table. She just fucking wailed on her until they fucking a door guy. So they're taking this girl out, this woman out, and she is screaming and hollering. She's like, ah, oh, fuck this. We're like, get the fuck out of here. We're threatening to call the cops. And she goes, I will sue this place. I will fucking sue this place. Now, at that point, any reasonable sane man would have said, you'll sue us? We're pressing charges against you. You can't just say a random word and have us do anything different you would just beat one of our waitresses but what did dean do dean just backed down immediately goes oh no please don't sue the comedy store even though there's clearly no no fucking case so he goes okay so he let her fucking back in told laura she couldn't work black night anymore because the girl didn't like want to see her there that audience member didn't want to see her there <laughs> why did i start talking about black night i have no idea I got no fucking idea why I started talking about it. Man, I wish I had a point. If I don't have a point, then it's going to seem really racist. It's going to seem more so than normal. Why were they talking about Black Knight and the waitresses? Nah. All right. It's gone. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I know. I totally know. It's because uh, that, that place in London, Ontario, the APK, is afraid of somebody hurting their business. So they cave to a pressure that's not even real. It's not even a real pressure just cave to it because someone threatens and that's the state that we're in now that people are so afraid of the bottom line that they're just they will give up their i guess their morals or what they believe in to help stop a perceived threat to their business not even a real threat anyway so um so i'll be in london ontario uh and then the next day june 4th i'll be in hamilton ontario uh with my friend monolis zantanos and patrick capolino And Rob Mayhew, we're all performing. Uh, So come out for that. Uh, Hamilton especially. That's a party town. Hamilton, Ontario. I'm calling you out. Come on. Uh, And then right after that, I go to Winnipeg for Rumors Comedy. Um, I'm doing three days there, June 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, I've been trying to get back to Winnipeg since 2010. Me and Rogan did a great show there. I've been trying to get back since 2010. It was my favorite show of the year. So hopefully it's warm. I'm going to go to the Manitoba Museum again. And I don't know. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's start the episode. Uh, do I gotta do quick two quick uh, sponsors really quickly. Oh, and by the way, I found I <laughs> found a fog pen, and in, in, uh, they have this thing called a fog pen that I use in New York. It's a vaporizer that has really helped me because everyone here smokes those uh, e-cigarettes. You blend in real easily with a fucking weed pen. No one smells it. No one questions you. It's almost easier here than it is in L.A. Because in L.A., people just assume you're smoking a weed pen. But here, they assume you're smoking a fucking cigarette pen. Not. Um, all right. First sponsor is TiVo. They are sponsoring the All Things Comedy uh, podcast co-op. If you don't know anything about All Things Comedy, go to allthingscomedy.com. It's, uh, it's me and Maldrigal and Bill Burr and uh, Tom Rhodes, Tom Papa, Greg Proops, all a bunch of funny stand-up comedians. And we have a podcast co-op. Uh, Tom Segura, Tripoli. My Punch Drunk uh, podcast is part of it. Um, Jackie Cation. And TiVo has sponsored our um, po- our podcast co-op. So here's the deal. If you don't know anything about TiVo, you, I don't know where you've been hiding. TiVo is like, it's a DVR. And it's the DVR. It's the first one and it's the best one. Other uh, DVR companies just give you like 60 hours of HD like content on there. TiVo gives you 300 hours. With TiVo, you can like... Watch in different rooms at the same time. Um, you can put your stuff on like your iPod or your, or your phone so you can watch it on the go. You can like that, Whatever you're watching, Game of Thrones, if you're not done with it, there's no Game of Thrones this week. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? It's like the worst thing ever. But uh, you put Game of Thrones, you're halfway through watching and you got to go. Instead of being late, just put it on your fucking iPhone. Just transfer it right there and, uh, and you can take it with you. I'm assuming it works for Android if you're an idiot and you have an Android. I'm just kidding. I'm really starting to go sour on, on Mac products. But um, yeah, TiVo, man. Before this, it was watching TV was weirdly hard. Uh, now you can you – can, okay, so how it works is you can record anything at any time. So if you're not going to be there for a game, you can set your TiVo to record it. If you're not going to be there for like a program like Game of Thrones, just set your TiVo to record it every week and it'll record it every week it's super fucking convenient it's a way better way to watch tv and now they have um since they're like integrated with the web you can watch netflix on there you can watch hulu plus amazon youtube you can get all those on your tv through uh which youtube and all those things that's the new way to watch tv so really you should be doing that and uh If you go to TiVo.com now and enter the promo code uh, ATC for all things comedy, you get $25 off a new TiVo Premiere, P4, or XL4 DVR. All you got to do is use the promo code ATC at TiVo.com. So do that for me. Um, The other sponsor is Squarespace, everyone. It's Squarespace. Uh, If you don't know anything about Squarespace, um, can you hear this? You can hear sirens outside, right? There's, there's, there's constant sirens and stuff. So when my next-door neighbor bangs on my door, bangs on my wall to be like, hey, shut up. This isn't part of the Squarespace ad. When they bang like, shut up, I'm like, there's fucking gunshots going off still. On the end of the block, there's a machine gun fire, and there's cops, and what, what do you mean shut up? There's constant noise. There's constant noise in the city. That's the weird thing about New York. You're never alone. It feels weird. Yeah, that's the thing about New York. Um, so Squarespace. Um, if you have ever ever wanted to build a website, Squarespace is the way to do it. Uh, you should head over to Squarespace.com/slash/ari to start a free trial, absolutely free trial. Um, what it is is it's just a, a site building a tool. So um, if you have, I don't know what business you have. If you want to resell your used shoes or anything like that, or if you just want to like start a blog online. Squarespace has like super cool, like sleek designs. You can add your own images, your content, anything you want to sell online. It, it's super easy. And you can always change templates later. It's not like you have to be set into one thing. If you get tired of, of a look of stuff, stuff uh, you don't have to like change the complete thing. You just change the template, and it'll switch for you. You don't have to hire a new web person to do it. It'll change for you. And they come with 24-7 support and cloud hosting. And if you sign up for a year, they will right now throw in a free domain name absolutely free so do it uh if you want to support the show go to squarespace.com slash ari and start a free trial with no credit card required not like my amazon link well that's just if you want to buy something or like uh my um yeah whatever no no credit card required some places make you give a credit card not really so if you want also you can do um when you decide to buy, click enter an offer code uh, below the pricing at checkout and enter the offer code skeptic and you get a 10% discount. Enjoy. That's squarespace.com slash Ari, offer code skeptic, S-K-E-P-T-I-C. It's everything you need to create an exceptional website. All right, back to the show. Um, so shall we do it? Shall we start? I like just giving updates on New York and, and the intros to these and like shit that I'm doing and seeing in my life and then the rest will just be about the, 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 uh, the guest and the episode um saw star trek fucking good movie you guys me and jay went we jay ogerson we uh he'll be on this podcast soon we uh took some pop cookies some pop brownies and we walked around and, and went and saw it fucking good solid movie really just good um all right so here we go brendan walt brendan burns talking about uh talking about giving up the psychedelics um Talks about those bad acid trips, bad mushroom trips. <laughs> uh, it's a fun episode. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ari Shapir Skeptic Tank, episode 116. Sit down and shut up with Brendan Burns. Sid is spelled apostrophe CID, in case you're wondering. Okay, let's start. See, I'm
1: trapped in my mind. No,
0: oh, I'm going tripping. Oh, I don't think i ever.
1: The walls are so high That I couldn't climb them, So I don't know which way to roll Well, I'm stuck in rewind Though I'm looking forward Damn, I wish I knew I went wrong My sick and my ill, man My mental got me Oh, Lord, please let me pull through Okay
2: Just barely.
0: <coughs> well, funnily enough, I just got a hearing aid. Did I? Have I Did seen you since? really? I've been deaf. What? Since the age of seven. Oh, okay. It's not an old person thing. No. Uh, I lost ten decibels, but that's why all the yelling. So, for the first time, when, <laughs> so you can't when, hear
2: yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the monitors on stage. For the first up.
0: time gigging, I hear the amplification.
2: <laughs> yeah. Coming out of the speakers. Really? Yeah. Are we, we recording one ear- now? Yeah. Oh. Casual, and then we'll get into it. Okay, cool. It. Wait, Let's go what, into what, it. What? Um, yeah, it's like regular conversation. Um, wait. What was the? uh What were you hearing before? Just one ear? I'm missing
0: 36 decibels in both ears. In both ears, which means it's a third off. Which you think isn't much, but it's heaps. Because consider if the volume was at ten, yeah. I hear seven. If it's at three, I hear nothing. If it's at three and a half, I still
2: hear nothing. Oh yeah. If it's three point six, I hear. I know how it's a big difference because uh, Shaquille O'Neal used to come when he was in the Lakers. He used to come to uh, Black Knight at the comedy store. It's mm-hmm. called Fat Tuesday. Um, and he would tower over me. I mean, that's a big man. Stepping, yeah, he's seven foot four. Seven foot three or four. Yeah, something like that. But And proportion. So he doesn't have like the gigantism. Yeah, if you like look at him far away. Or like, the bro, bro That voice. normal person in a short he's door. He's just what people might be in the future. <laughs> yeah. But he towers over me and I'm six three, So that's only... Uh, you know, thirteen percent difference,
0: but it's still, it still still seems massive. It's massive. Yeah, it's. Uh, Funnily enough, we found out at the UFC that you couldn't hear. Yeah, you, uh, you know my <laughs> wife. like,
2: nobody's cheering, huh? <laughs> no, no. It was
0: the Sanders and Silver, Chow, Sun
2: and uh, Wei-In. Where was that? Was that Vegas? That was Vegas. I was going to go to that one, and then I didn't. What happened? We were going to see each other there. We were going to see each other there. I can't remember. I uh, think I didn't go. I got to go. I,
0: I remember, like, poaching for tickets earlier, oh, and yeah. you were like, no, no, <laughs> if <there's> Which, <laughs> I love making you say no. You're the most boundary comic I know. I just like the way you say no. Of like, hey, can you get me uh, headlining on Saturday at the store? <laughs> Can you make that happen?
2: No, what?
0: No, no I cannot do that. Um, can you get me on the Joe Rogan podcast tomorrow? No, that's not me. I don't know. No, you can't. <laughs> not, can you, see? I just, you know how most comics are kind of squirrely and squishy? Yeah, like, oh, let me see what I can do. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. You see, they're kind of, but you're just,
2: no. Especially <laughs> with tickets for Rogan. There's two things he complains about. Because he's take. I don't know if you had a guy like that that took you around with him and, like, uh, yeah. had to open for him and sort of, like, gave you a hand up. Uh... Did you have anybody like that in England? I had Australia? someone
0: who was like a convicted rapist. <laughs> helped you to learn I'm how to I not go into it. He's not a nice man. Oh, um, well. He <laughs> didn't take me up. He didn't take me under his wing. He had me supporting him. So it's the only time i supported someone. It's a lot different um, when I was starting out, and he would complain if I was doing too well, and he would be at the,
2: he'd be behind the curtains. <laughs> Pitching about it? Yeah.
0: But I'm sure, yes, yeah, the one complaints. Like
2: people want free tickets.
0: Free and tickets like, and
2: free money. That's what he complains about. Free money? People ask him for like handouts for, for shit like, oh, help um, support my movie I'm making or I need money for my, my daughter's having a surgery. And he's just like, it's like tons of people hitting him up for that and free tickets. It pisses him off more than anything.
0: But I think that's fair enough.
2: So I don't ever, even for myself, I don't ask him for tickets.
0: No, it's if they're going, then... Yeah. But I want, really wanted to go and I was like, yeah. you know what? People do that to me in Edinburgh. People turn up into the Edinburgh Festival and presume that I own that city. (laughs)
2: Yeah, like can you give me tickets to Bill Bird, Edinburgh? But then even if you do
0: hook someone up, they want like okay, so what else do I do?
2: You know what I mean? It's like they want
0: a special door. Yeah. Like, oh, do I just go in with regular people? Isn't there a door for you know what I mean? People (laughs) like behave like, So where do I go? And it's like, you know, what you do is you remember you're a fucking grown up. Yeah. And you go and get your tickets and you leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, we'll call. Go one
2: on. hour before stage time. <laughs> well, how am I going to figure out how do 14,900 other people figure it out? <laughs> I don't know.
0: How is everyone else in the room getting <laughs> yeah. there, you
2: prick? That's what I love when, he- when female hecklers are like, how is this how bang? You're like, what- how did you see no one else yelling? <laughs> like, you were the only one to help? You're not the fucking rescue workers at the Boston Marathon. I love that uh, Ed Burns got the best. Like, you know when someone writes something? Or you write
0: something and you think, this just has to be public property. Yeah. I have to put this out there. Let it, yeah. When something is unplayable,
2: <laughs> you know,
0: this is <laughs> like what, what you say. Yeah. And it was... Uh, and in England happens uh, so much more, as you know, than it does here. Like here as well, I saw a guy fucking... He was referencing a woman in the front row. He was talking to her mum and talking about her mum's tits for five minutes. Yeah. And then uh, the daughter pipes five up and minutes. says something back. And she says something back twice... Oh, yeah, and he like, goes, Sh- shut your fucking mouth! You're interrupting me, and I'm like, you were just talking to them. look. First of all, if you're a comic and you have a fourth wall, you're a shitty comic. Mm-hmm. You know, if like someone is messing with my performance,
2: and I or get you can't it, can't deal with it at all. I know you don't want to, but yeah, it's, it's part of it. Uh,
0: yeah, but but at the same time, if you if your act consists of going, oh look at them titties, I'm going to fucking slip my dick between your fucking mum's tits, rah rah rah, and the daughter pipes up you've got to be prepared for that you've got to be but the second time she pipes up he goes shut your fucking mouth and she said well quite frankly without my mum's tits you wouldn't have had an act and I think that's actually fair enough yeah you know I know sometimes some people start it and they're delusional and then they go well, yeah, without me you wouldn't have an act and it's like no I've had no. to deal with you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens in, a lot but in Britain it's hecklings considered a sport they want you to win here yeah. it's a drunk woman that wants to ruin the show because she really does gets confused when a situation isn't about her yeah um, anyone who grew up <laughs> yeah. too pretty that's too pretty that's what it is no one told her shut up no one no one said no one fucking cares like her, her life has been a lie
2: all I her had friends a had- woman in Dallas tell me she was like I was talking doing some some bit about sex in some way and she goes um, and she goes is that how I saw her like smarming up like yeah yeah and then Fizer goes is that how you can talk about your dick Think everything about sex, and I was like, "You have—I can see your gigantic fake tits <laughs> with the cleavage hanging out." Like, what are you talking about? It's all sex with you. <laughs> and she was like, "All right." Like yeah, she th- was
0: like, yeah. "Yeah." She sort of got it. It was an okay one. <laughs> well, there's—you know—there's, there's, and particularly if there's like uh, clips of you up on YouTube. Like, I've got a lot of clips up on YouTube of me tearing someone apart. Uh-huh. So I've got fans sometimes that will goad me. That want that. I was talking to Hamburger about this. Yeah? Uh, and uh, well, He would feed into it, though. Well, that's the thing. He's sort of... behind the character. I mean, I don't know if he even likes being... I, I wonder if he's like a wrestler. Like, he doesn't like being talked about behind his character. He is so
2: unrecognizable in I met real him life. once. And he was ready. He was ready. And then this is quick meeting. You know But tell me if this is true or not. It was at uh, Nerd Melt. But he was ready to go on, so he was in in dress and stuff. Yeah. That comb over. (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, I was like, oh, hey. and, And I was like, hi, how are you? He was just like normal. Yes. And then he goes on stage like,
1: why do people?
2: Although it's his real cough. Oh,
0: really? He coughs like that. Well, here's the thing, we were in Perth, both he and I were in, we are both doing solo shows in a lawn bowl centre at the Perth Festival. What's a lawn bowl centre? You know, like lawn bowls, grass bowls, you know, old ladies in white outfits, bowling on on jack high, but you know, when they have comedy festivals in uh, places around the world, they just have quick fit gigs. Wow. You know, quick fit, you know, they They put a gig up anyway. And um, and I went to backstage opening night, and I won't say his real name, because he's a very private man, but I went let's just say his name's Tom right and i went tom mhm and he goes brendan yeah yeah and i said are you fucking neil hamburger and he's like yeah 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 uh, and and i've hung out with him you we'd didn't been, know we've been for lunch i still can't see him in there when when i see the character go on stage i still can't find him in the character is so complete different. really and so he was saying cuz i was saying like so are you a g- are you like, people think this is like a Kaufman thing, but are you just someone that actually is just playing specific odds? So if you're playing to 100 people that have never seen you before, you want to make a fan for life out of 20 of them. Oh. So then over years and years of doing it, you slowly just start doing this to people that get you. Yeah. And you don't really have to spend any time talking they to anyone. Once get it,
2: it's so much easier to get him. You that
0: you're not to like it. interested. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, yeah, I mean, sometimes people come along and I have fans that heckle and I tear into them. And I'm like going, oh god, I'm getting that good at this that is, you know, this is almost becoming shtick. And then I'm thinking, wow, is this shtick? And the character is so complete that he's had bottles thrown at him, and he goes, oh god, this terrible things happening to Neil. That's what his inner really? monologue is. Oh, he this feels terrible bad for happened. Neil hamburger. He goes, "Oh shit! this horrible things happened to Neil."
2: And He's like, "Wait a minute! I
0: got to get out of here." You know, <laughs> no, like, the bottle, me, wait, it, me. wait a
2: second, a bottle just hit me. Um, so he's—it's like the werewolf that comes back and has like a woman's piece of clothing in his mouth. <laughs> but I, he yeah. comes back to humanity. He's like, "What? Oh, oh fuck! fuck. <laughs> the werewolf did something what like, did I
0: do?" Yeah. So he. Uh, so so I mean, and I get you know sometimes you would call that pretentious, but with him. I understand that because oh. I still don't see him in there.
2: Wow. Really?
0: I don't see him in there at all. Yeah, I saw him all the dressed only up, thing- so I couldn't
2: tell. Huh? I saw him all dressed up, so I couldn't tell. Duncan Trussell opened for him for a while. I wonder if he, like, knew him as, like, a reg. A mm. rego. He would have. He's like this little hippie dude. Because when they travel, they're just normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Until he coughs. until And then you can th- hear it. <coughs>
0: That's his genuine cough. It was myself, my director, Ugh. Paul Byrne, and Lawrence Mooney, an Australian comic, and we're driving from um, Out in the Hills to Fremantle, and the whole way there, <coughs> first time he did it, we were like, yeah, 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 whatever, and <coughs> I'm just like, the
2: three of us turned around that's your real fucking cough? Do you think it's gotten worse because he's done it so much on stage? I would hazard. Because he's messed up his throat doing I it. I would right? hazard, it's self-perpetuating.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so back to the hearing. So we're at yeah. the UFC. Yeah. And Good memory. <laughs> really, I just mean, smoked a while. Weed. Yeah, I like it. Lost forever
2: on a tangent. <laughs> I never find my way back. Yeah, at the UFC. So
0: the the nail in the coffin.
2: Yeah, was we're at That's the, the UFC. Nail in the coffin. Uh,
0: the <laughs> the um at the weigh in, and as you know, Anderson Silva so- shoulder barged him. Brazilian fans and oh. American fans have been waiting for this for years, and there's just like mm-hmm. it's the most Colosseum fueled testosterone, just ravenous baying audience just deafening noise yeah. and rogan goes over to interview anderson silver and you can't hear a thing no you can't the crowd are making so much noise they get it for the for the audio for the um,
2: tv but no one there
0: can no one hear can the hear the a thing and my wife goes i oh, don't start screaming while he's interviewing him i can't make any of this out and i'm looking at the monitor and i went he said child doesn't respect the ufc doesn't respect mma and tomorrow i'm going to break his face Really? And the, Yeah, and we both looked at one another and went, holy fuck with my hearing. How did you do that? Uh, well, th- that was the funny thing. Is I said, I can't hear in the next room. And my wife, who is a comic genius, goes, that's because you're the only man in this building that has trained his hearing to negotiate the sound of one man laughing in a room full of people booing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. It went in the act and I just did stick. I'm sorry. And, um, but from there, funny story and all, but we went, shit, maybe I can lip read. Then I did Edinburgh no that year. No way. In context, yeah. Wow. That's what the audiologist told me. Because you think you, you've been trying to do it to make up for your lack of hearing? Yeah, since I was seven. Well, because I've had nothing to compare it to. Right. I put the hearing aids in. the Day one, right. it's the first time I've been able to hear my voice out the speakers. Normally, I can only hear the front of my face. So I can use a microphone now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> After 23 years in the business. You so. know how to like we pull it out pull it away like well we not so that. much that I know that if I can whisper into it it doesn't matter oh, right. um, because I can I can hear it coming out of the speakers for the first time but then on top of that I was in the snowy mountains with my son and if I wasn't facing him I couldn't hear him uh, really so, yeah I went to an audiologist and he said yeah you've had you had a virus at seven and you've been deaf since seven. Oh, first thing he oh. goes is "Is loud at your work and I was like well apparently it is when I'm on Uh, For your listeners Not familiar with me I was renowned As the yelling Swearing
2: guy For a long long time Really Yeah I didn't know that Did you In England We don't really know Anything about English people That's true
0: You only know me personally Yeah I think I've only Recently killed you As my kryptonite Haven't I Killed me as my... Cri- yeah, yeah. It's just the comedy store now. It's
2: not me anymore.
0: It's, it's just the comedy store. It's yeah. not you. No, it used to be that, like... Every I, time I come in. I'm more than pleased that you're willing to... You've never seen me have a good gig. <laughs> and I'd have a good gig, and you'd walk in the room. Every comic has that guy for a few years. And you, and it was you and an English guy called Carl Donnelly. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I killed both him and you. Although it was still only average. I think it was a story time. I did okay. Where, in Montreal? yeah Yeah. I did good. okay. It wasn't a killer.
2: All I get is senses of people i never really remember specific jokes anymore That yeah. has riddled my brain
0: well carl donnelly i was touring out uh the alps with him and it just i just it, like it, to the extent where i would be killing and he'd walk in a room and i'd just start tanking it and and to his credit he would like be going you know <laughs> we'd make a joke of it because he understood yeah <laughs> and he would go you know i don't see what all the fuss is about You know Maybe it was a Weak year in Edinburgh I I won the Edinburgh Award And he was like Maybe it was a uh, A Weak year A weak year that year (laughs) <laughs> maybe it was a I don't know I don't know what because happened because he
2: would only see you doing badly the first like two years he saw you <laughs>
0: yes yeah, like I've, I've heard things I've never seen
2: any example of it I mean I know you're funny so I, I know you personally so it was like yeah I, I don't know it's not it just hasn't been good. <laughs> and you get you don't get off going like hey how are you you get up going ugh oh, sorry <laughs> so it's like you can get context on how people react oh I've got like gig ears yeah, I mean, you yeah. know it was like, ugh, that wasn't good. And and but like, sometimes okay. you've
0: even seen me stand there and look at the room and go, okay, that was you. Yeah. You've really messed up there. Yeah. Come on. Someone explain that joke back to me, and then they can't. And I'm like, right, I'm, I'm right.
2: <laughs> i also your first trip to America where you didn't quite get the references yet. No. Like the, what people would know and what people wouldn't. Yeah. You know, like political stuff. They don't even know our politics.
0: And, and yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know that I, I don't do politics. I'm not politically astute. Oh really? Yeah, me neither. No.
2: I don't care. I don't vote. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, you don't vote? No. Fuck no. No, me neither. <laughs> My math is too good. Your, Your- one, vote, one vote doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Your math is too good. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna make a difference with
0: one vote. Elections can actually swing by, and I haven't even noticed. Oh really? I mean, it's not as much
2: show business. The first two and a half years of this of this Obama's um, run, I didn't know who the vice president was. <laughs> I was like, I know I had heard it once, but I was like, I, don't, I couldn't say his name. I'll be on, like, I
0: used to do political stuff, and I yeah. used to do a lot of research, and I was miserable. But then I kind of realized that I was like, hang on. My reaction to what I see as the world's wrongs yeah. is to go up to like, uh, the world's comedy festivals and have people applaud me for pointing this out to them. And I realized it's kind of a vanity bordering on conceit. Of, like, you see, like, the you know, the who, who who's show did I do? I did Mark says hi the other day, and I said, like, I see young kids, you know, with Mike their little just like shooting truth holes in the roof with my Wangstane guns of reality pow pow. And, you know, like, you know what? I'm fucking bringing it, man. That sounds like Bill Hicks crap. Yeah. And, you know what? Hicks was really good at it. But after a while, you realize, I would have liked to have seen Hicks survive and grow out of that. I would have liked to have seen him make a joke once. Oh, I know. He had great jokes about the stuff that he did. About the stuff that he did? Uh, Sorry. I mean, sorry, not about the stuff that he did. That sounds meta, doesn't it? I do jokes about my jokes. Yeah. Nothing sends me from a room
2: faster than a comic talking about... He had zero jokes on stage. Yeah, he did. He, he just had- preached. All his greatest clips. Go back and watch any of his clips. Any, I'm talking about any of this, two jokes. or three. There's no laughs there. They're just like, yeah, man. Yeah. That's the only reaction I'll get from you. And you'll hear in the audience, no one's laughing either. No, not in England. I went. And so I, I was like, "He's a
0: genius. He spoke the truth." Well, I went and saw him live. Comedy. I went and saw him live, and yeah. I laughed my fucking ass off. Oh, really? <laughs> he came out for the first ten minutes. He was in a tent, and his first ten minutes was about how disgusting the poles were, uh, the poles holding up the tent. He was going, "This is here to entertain children," and it's basically it's like these uh, gremlins that like had like a face inside an ass, and it was basically he pointed out how pornographic everything was, and that was his first ten. Um, he had loads of jokes, but here's the thing: is if he was that committed to you know uh, changing America, why did he go to England? Because he was successful in England and people appreciated him. Oh. But you know, yeah, what? I
2: saw him with it. He has a headshot where he has a cigarette, holding a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, and it's like, oh, cool. But then you're like, no, no, no. He decided, I'm going to be smoking in this headshot. Yeah. He's, he's, he's sort of embracing Hollywood. we you get, I mean in your
0: head. 30s and 20s you think you know he's the second coming yeah. and then you hit your 40s and you're going ah you know what he's a fucking baby yeah he's a comic he's just a, he's just a comic stand-up. I think I, I have it on good authority that everyone that kind of knew the guy said he would find it hilarious that people are now fundamentalist about his jokes really but they were just jokes huh. to him they were just jokes huh he, I, uh, by all accounts yeah, he did like not take
2: himself that seriously at all People take him so seriously. But people take him seriously. I say I don't like him, and just the hatred you get, like, what are you talking about? What about this clip? It's, he's so right. They always say he's right. They never say how funny something is. But he didn't is. think he was right either. He thought it was just jokes. Wow. So I guess it's And I've been that guy and I, you know,
0: and yeah. I, I did a lot of research to write my jokes, but you know what? It fucking had a it
2: had too much of a limited lifespan, and I was miserable. Yeah. You know? I don't research stuff, I just like Don't you? No, and I talked to Jeff Ross once in Jeselnik. we were t- I was we were just at a in Montreal. We we're just at a meal, and I was like, "Do you guys like if you get a, like a someone else who's on the roast? Do you like do a bunch of like research on them to find out stuff?" And they were both like, "No, no, no," because if we don't know it, crowd doesn't know it. Can't reference some you know some person they were married to 25 years ago if not everybody in the room already knows. Oh yeah, you know it has to be like obvious enough that people
0: who. On that roast thing, like I saw Jeff Ross come down here and try out some of the gags, and then we, yeah. it was for Larry the cable guy yeah. And it's really life? funny. He goes, we're, "We're roasting a fictional character. Who are we doing next? Dora, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> it's funny. Um, why don't you try? What is it? What's the guy's real name? Dan. Dan mm, Whitney. Dan Whitney. Yeah. And he goes, "Who are we going to roast next? Da- no, you've been Larry the Cable Guy, Dora the Explorer. Why don't you try being Dan the Comic? <laughs>
2: um, Wait, he's Dora the Explorer."
0: Yeah, but Larry the Cable Guy is fake. Just like that. Don't yeah. make me explain
2: the joke. Okay, worry. I get it now. But for don't, a
0: second, I thought don't make mean, me come yeah, over. This. was the
2: voice of him for her or whatever. Like, what?
0: <laughs> you may have never seen me kill, but don't <laughs> worry. I'm fucking, I got to see you on my kryptonite in your own fucking podcast. <laughs> what do you think of this apartment, by the way? Uh, yeah, I couldn't live like this. No, I know. Um, You've I got a girl, right? Stayed, I stayed on my buddies. Huh?
2: You've got a girl you live
0: with? I've got like a house on a farm in the middle of nowhere. In England? Yeah. Oh shit! I shouldn't say that. Can we can you be honest? Is this? Can you? I can honest? edit it.
2: Uh, I'll leave in the part where I said I can edit it, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right at twenty. And, and I'll tell you why. Why? Tell me why without leaving any more details. yeah, without all leaving away. any
0: more details. Okay. I only just. I, as you may know, I'm something of a techno tard, and I only recently got my own Twitter handle, and uh, I generally don't think before I say things, but my Facebook and Twitter has doubled uh, recently for two very bizarre reasons. One, because I started the chant at the wrestling, and number two, uh, and I've gone into that on too many places, so just forget about it. You love wrestling. But but number two is uh, in January, someone put an old bit of mine that was basically about Scousers having no sense of humour. Scousers are people from Liverpool. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, (laughs) Scousers are people from Liverpool, and Scousers Scousers famously... The thing is like, why would you have a comedian in Liverpool? We're all comedians in Liverpool. <laughs> and they are the most unfunny motherfuckers you have ever met. It's a city that thinks it's hilarious, right? Yeah. And every comic hates playing there because its they just want jokes about how funny they are. They want right. to make up their own stereotype. Like, you guys are great. You're amazing, right? So I did a bit about how unfunny Scousers are. Yeah. Ten years ago, in January, someone put it on Liverpool Football Club's website. So, unbeknownst to me, I'm sitting at home, and all of a sudden, I start getting this abuse on my Facebook page. <laughs> I then, I'm bored of a Sunday. And I start writing back.
2: Yeah, there's your old And just mistake. start,
0: and not only that. My fans then, in turn, start trolling these people. Um, to make matters worse, it was the day before Rowan Atkinson had won a case in uh, the the High Court or our equivalent of the High Court of um, Uh, uh, making insults illegal because Rowan Atkinson who's the guy that plays Mr. Bean I think he's a knight of the realm and he is super cool every comic owes him a debt because any time there is anything that affects the freedom of speech in comedy he's the first man to stand up and take it on and he puts all his power and because and he's, he's, I think he's got some power. Yeah, he's got an he's got an OBE. The fact that? of the matter is, uh, it, that's like a, an, it make, you're a knight of the realm, okay. which is fucking archaic. I know. No, it means he can fight, right? But it still means, yeah, it means he can throw down in the yeah. court. <laughs> but he's someone that will be list. Because let's face it, fucking Mister Filthy, going, I should be able to fucking
2: say cunt anytime I want.
0: Yeah That's not who the guy You want the front You want Well I'm
2: sorry But comedy is of course uh, You know Yeah If you get George Carlin If you get Bill Cosby Saying listen It doesn't matter If I don't say that stuff Yes We should be allowed To say whatever we want People Uh, listen to them
0: Absolutely Yeah
2: Oh that's cool of him So he steps up every time But he's just won the case Because a
0: student Went up uh, to a policeman And said Excuse me Is your horse gay yeah. And they were saying, You've, that's an insult. You've insulted my horse or something. And they tried to charge the student. and Charge him with what? Insulting? Like, uh, yes, exactly. They tried to make insults illegal because of stuff on the internet. So, Rowan Atkinson said, this is a really gray area and this messes with comedy. Quit. I'm stepping up. Mm-hmm. So, on the weekend that he's just won this case the next day, I then get papers ringing me going, what's this about you writing on the internet? Because I didn't know that at one stage there was like fifty thousand people on my Facebook page, and he's here's the kind of jokes I was putting out there as well. Like it's it's a pretty funny day if you go to January, Brendan Burns, my public profile. I'll I'll I'll
2: link the uh, the um, video on my
0: website. One of the jokes that really set people upset. What's the video called? Like like uh, huh? What's the video called? Uh, I think Brendan Burns on Liverpoolians. Okay. Well, Brendan Burns on Liverpool. Okay. But it's like a bit that I did 10 years ago It was recorded 10 years ago okay. And it's basically about Scousers not being funny fucking So I did a bit about a group of people not having a sense of humour Then some of those people showed me no sense of humour Because the kind of jokes I put up was Alright oh, then, right. fine um, How many Scousers does it take to change a light bulb? Whatever is the least funny amount of people to change a light bulb <laughs> And they weren't fucking... <laughs> and it's like that's so innocuous like how can you even begin to take offense at that um and then uh, you know it's, uh, people hate any any oh, finger pointing at them but, but i was bored of a sunday oh yeah so i was just like responding to everyone and you know it's not really much of a fair
2: fight it's not and it's it's also a non-winning fight you'll never win that fight but it, I didn't it goes care. on forever. Yeah, it's just fun to do once in a while. Uh, the best at it is Kurt Metzger. He goes on Facebook and all he does is argue all day, every day. Uh, really makes an inflammatory post and then starts arguing in the comment section. Then makes another inflammatory post and then goes back and forth between the two. I guess the, so. A lot of people tune in to see that. That's, yeah, that's he's very got the best Facebook feed I've, I've seen. Really. Yeah. Oh, well, that's.
0: You know what? I think I did see something he'd said, but yeah. So this went on for a couple of days, but <laughs> yeah.
2: but couple of days, what happened to a Sunday? <laughs> uh,
0: because it kept coming back.
2: Yeah. Uh, and
0: the thing is, someone just tweeted me today as well. and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go again. But yeah. here's the thing. They then started looking for my son. They started oh. contacting my wife. Because some people take it very, very seriously because of the Hillsborough disaster, which was a football tragedy where fans squashed themselves mm-hmm. in the thing, right? I remember that. And some people had... Uh, I had said nothing about it. But there are some people in Liverpool that will turn it into that.
2: It said you said you mess with those dead people? Yeah, you mess
0: with those dead people. They will turn it into that first chance they get. Yeah. Uh, and a fan of mine wrote, shouldn't... The thing is, if you've, if you, have you ever been to the UK? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I'm going to ruin a joke here. But if, okay. you, if you're in a rough area in the UK, you'll see flowers... Uh, pinned somewhere because it 's invariably where someone got murdered, snapped. yeah <laughs> right, and uh, so some guy, some fan of mine wrote, shouldn't you people be pinning flowers against a fence or however it is cities you spend a Sunday, oh, and they attribute that to you and they no no, no, they then turned that into Hillsborough. they turned that into the Hillsborough disaster because oh. people pin flowers against a fence for the Hillsborough disaster, but it's not it's if you're in a rough area. Oh, right. In England, you travel up and down England, you know you're in a rough area when there's flowers and he shall be
2: remembered. So what do you mean? Of course you're going to make fun of that. That was on news. People got crushed against the fence. Dude, do not even fucking start to ago. do that. You have no idea what you're letting yourself in for. Really? Yeah. Do That's not- what you make fun of, though. News stuff. Dude. Big news thing. Dude. I mean, still
0: remember that. Alan Davies. Alan Davies on telly just commented because they don't play football on that day. Yeah. And Alan Davies said... You know what? If we didn't play football every day, there was a disaster. Uh, You know, there'd never be football. Death threats, (laughs)
2: shit in the post. Just because he thinks like you should go on with life. Dude, don't go there. Don't fucking go there. Okay, I'll tell you this. They are the chippiest people. That NASCAR thing, I don't know if you heard about that. It was like maybe a month or two ago. Right. A NASCAR. some car blew up and fell into the stands, killed a few people. Yeah. Uh, tires went over the railing, whatever. It happened once in a while. It just blew up and all the debris went into the stands and shrapnel killed people. Uh, yeah, you can well, Let's go outside, though. Nah, fuck it. I'm moving out of here in no time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I started making jokes instantly on Twitter. Like, I saw the thing and it was like within two minutes I was making a couple of jokes and people were like, that's rude, that's wrong. Some people enjoyed it, but people were like, and I'm like, this is just making me do more. Like I don't even care about NASCAR, but this is just making me do more, right. more jokes. And then some guy wrote, like they shouldn't show that footage, because I said, fuck ESPN for taking down the footage, because I showed it at first, and then they were like, ESPN.com pulled it off. And I was like, you got to show that stuff. And he goes, uh, my daughter died um, getting hit by a foul ball. Uh hit her in the head and it killed her. And he goes, you think stuff like that should be up there? I remember writing back to the guy going like, look, I've already had my opinion. I don't care if... I met with someone now who's faced tragedy. Yeah, I think that shit should be out there on the internet. Absolutely. I think I should be able to see your daughter dying. Like, I'm sorry if it's true, but I don't care. You're, you're an unnamed <laughs> you face and you're still her. an unnamed
0: face. Look, you know what? I, it, sometimes I, I get people going, Ugh. well first of all, I think you get to a certain age yeah. and any time in the past I've refer, refer, referred to myself as edgy, <laughs> I realized I was just being petulant. Yeah. Right? And there is a certain degree of petulance in ambulance chasing. In, in, in being, and sometimes people are going, like, hey, how come no one's doing jokes about, you know, and, and within seconds? Like, how come no one's doing jokes about this disaster? How come no one's doing jokes about that They're disaster? All there. And the fact of the matter is, they are out there, and some people laugh, and that's their catharsis, and that's their reaction. It's
2: just how much you care.
0: Um, to it. But it's also. Um, but, you know, also, I also feel, when did it become our job? that when a kid gets fucking abducted and murdered you know I, I, I still you know what it's just my personal stance because it just makes me it's because
2: it's naughty and it's fun to talk about naughty you know things. what
0: and I get it it's like uh, saying uh,
2: sex stories on stage it's just but naughty but sometimes
0: when I, I used to do that and then I used to have a recurring nightmare where I'm pulling spikes out of my fucking mouth so, no. pers- so I just it, it just makes me happier
2: yeah but sometimes people go like, I don't what? think you should worry about physical violence because you made a joke about something happening
0: no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They can just me. The Hillsborough thing, like I yeah. said, I didn't even say anything about it, but it got turned into it oh. so people could get mad. So then my wife goes, what the fuck are you doing? Some people are saying like, because they started like going, oh, apparently you live in Brent, which I don't. But I was like, what fucking mm. research are these motherfuckers doing? And I live in a little place in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's just, and my wife goes, dude, you're leaving the country two days from now. You know what these people did to Alan Davies. What, yeah. You know, you're leaving me here alone. They're fucking contacting me. What the fuck are you playing at? And so I was like, yeah, I better. So when the papers contacted me, some people would like maybe pursue that.
2: The, the press there and you were like, no, no, let's just
0: kill no, it. No, let's just fucking, let's just, you know, nip this in the bud. Also, because I don't really want to be the guy with the fucking Scouser jokes. Yeah,
2: you were like, it was 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, it was 10 years ago. I've, um, done, I've done other stuff.
2: When that amazing races hit the internet, when it. When it uh went on there, the only if you Googled my name, the first thing to come up was my friend Duncan had i had on his website. He goes, Please crank call my friend Ari Shafir. Whoever leaves the best crank call message, I'll give him twenty bucks. And so if you Googled my name, the first thing to come up was that and said my phone number right there on the line and I would just get tons of death threats. It was pretty fun for a while. I got worried for like a week or two and then I was like, Oh, these are just fun. <laughs> I'm gonna build a deck in your ass, Holmes. <laughs> and you thought it was, but then I, just, I, I realized they were never going to do anything. I started uh, challenging them online too. That was a funny
0: thing. I think I was touring with Mick Foley at the time, and he's like, "You're really winding these people up. You're actually getting yeah. a kick out of this." and I'm like, "This is funny to me."
3: Yeah,
0: and he's like, yeah, "You're getting emotion out of people," and I'm like, "You're yeah, not like that. I don't care what an idiot on the internet thinks of me. I really, really don't like nothing. Nothing like that can get to me." Yeah. Um. And uh, and he just found that hilarious. But I guess some people, if they get like trails
2: of abuse, I guess but not so. like that, it's misspelled abuse. Oh yeah. So you're like, who are you? Some 14 year old moron well, or you- you're an adult super moron no. and then <laughs> I have no respect for <laughs> which you. Which is
0: worse. Yeah. One is. lady got pretty wound up. She wrote, I can't believe people made money to see you. And I wrote back, not as much as they pay to see you bearded woman.
3: <laughs>
0: and then her fucking husband weighed in. What are you saying to my wife? And, and like, I'm well, going, oh, I'm sorry. That I a thought beard. That was, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was your
2: and then it went back. And I love when forth. you will back down. Yeah. And then when they're like, "Well, so you want to say that again?" Like, yeah, sure. I don't care.
0: Um, another guy wrote, um, uh, "What was it? Are you Brendan Burns, the unfunny comedian?" And I wrote, "No, I'm not." And as you can imagine, today has been quite distressing for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got the wrong guy. Yeah, just yeah. The wrong guy's been abused all day. I feel bad for whoever. I eventually got rid of that number that's like a year but the calls never stopped I just didn't need a home phone number anymore I just I was like I just have my cell Um, but someone has that number now and I know they get crank calls (laughs) I know people are like I'm going to fucking kill you and he's like it's not me I'm an old man
0: (laughs) you see exactly so there I'm a hypocrite I am laughing at someone else's pain there Um, and uh, I mean you, you know how you had that 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 rape scandal And then a bunch of comics... I didn't
2: who... Who had the rape
0: scandal? The fucking... Didn't you have a rape scandal in the US? Oh, in the US? Not yeah, me. The, yeah. No, no, no. Like Daniel <laughs> Tosh got something.
2: Oh, yeah. You talk about the rape. Talk about rape. So stupid.
0: And then everyone kind of weighed in and went, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. And I'm like, you know what? I've laughed at a rape joke as much, way more than the next way man. Way more, yeah. You know, way more than the next man. But don't act like you're a fucking martyr. For, for You know, it's still just a rape joke. Yeah. I think comics want it both ways. We want to be taken seriously, and we don't want to be taken seriously.
2: Right. Well, yeah. my thing is, like, I, I just hate them taking some some joke out of context yeah. and written down by an unfunny person. Oh, yeah. And you're like, that's not how the
0: joke went. Not only that, when you're reading it, the timing in your head is shit. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> not how it goes. Yeah. And all these people wrote for Daniel Tosh, like, well, Louis can do a rape joke because they love Louis C.K. Yeah. And I do, too. But it's like, he's got this air about him, like, he can do no wrong. And they're like, Louis can do it, but Tosh can't because Louis funnier. And I'm like, one because Louis is funny he's like Tosh is very funny and Tosh is very funny and I guarantee you that joke killed that night and he's frivolous and silly yeah and he's that's what he does goes overboard like overboard hatred like it's, it's obviously it's fake it's like a naughty little boy character yeah he's uh, a moron uh, No should take him seriously uh, but then uh, but then you see like you go to a
0: comedy night and there's like 20 guys yeah. and everyone does a rape joke
2: yeah. Oh, I, yeah you know
0: what anytime anyone gets up and quietly leaves I have the fucking utmost respect for yeah, that. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Anytime you stop and say everyone is bad in this room yeah. and this shouldn't be happening. Who are you? Then, you know what? It's fucking open it, season. It was, yeah. But at the same time, if you're a woman that's being raped, what's the one thing that you're thinking while you're being raped is, fuck, when's this going to end? Yeah. And I imagine if you're a woman that's been raped and you get up and quietly walk out and go, this reminds me of the worst fucking night of my life. Yeah, that's And not- you quietly walk out. I think it's not fair to go after her no, no, no! You'd you know, probably walk out. No,
2: absolutely not. You know,
0: there's, that woman isn't a prude.
2: Yeah, because but he's going after her because, and she hadn't been raped. But I don't think. But she, but he was going after her because she wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's going after for. He's using rape to go after someone who wouldn't shut up.
0: And there is an agreement of um, you know. That people heckle in England a lot and most of the time they want you to win it's considered a sport really? like guys will, fans will come along there. with their I friends I go play
2: there at some point and
0: he'll yell something out and then you nail him and they all punch him in the arm and he's like ah, he got me and it's almost like and a rite nice. of passage you know, oh that's cool a rite of passage but then there's the person that won't shut up oh back to the Ed Byrne public property yeah, story thank you
2: so he mushrooms. came
0: up with the best thing to say when a woman kills a knight and when he told me this I said you have to make this public property and he's like I do don't know and it was, um, it was, and, and it's when someone has just committed, you know, the, 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 to the extent where if you're on for 45 or an hour, yeah. she has made it her mission in life to ruin the night. Because yeah. you know, when someone does it that much, that you can no longer entertain the people yeah. because they are more annoyed with her than yeah. they could ever focus on bits.
2: When you see them like looking at you and then turning around to look at the person who's making the noise, you're yeah. like, you are causing distraction now. Oh,
0: and, and he just, like at the end of the night,
2: he goes, Madam, you have won. You
0: have won. Whatever you set out to do tonight, you have succeeded. For some reason, I don't know what's gone on in your life, but you've made it very, very clear. Your very clear mission in life tonight is to ruin everyone's evening. I can no longer entertain these people because they are more obsessed with how much they hate you. I've tried everything. I've tried everything. I've bantered with you. I've turned the things you've said back on their head. I've done even stocky put-down lines on you. Uh I've even three times now done the hackiest thing I can think of, of getting the entire crowd to yell, shut the fuck up. We've Uh done that three times, and you have been relentless, and you have not stopped. You know what? You have ruined tonight. Uh You have won. I give up. But then again... (laughs) <laughs> I do feel a bit like I'm playing chess with a monkey and it's got my king in it's ass <laughs> and he thought of that off the top of his head that guy's the wittiest motherfucker I know what's his name Ed Byrne he's Ed an Byrne. Irish comic
2: B.Y.? yeah okay he's, wow that's cool isn't that a fucking great like that's the thing to say when that who happens it? tell me some uh, Robbie told me this once prop. like who would like the Four or five English, Irish, whatever comics that, that I should know about that I should go online and look at. Andrew Maxwell. Hold on. Andrew Maxwell. Yeah. Glenn Wool. Glenn Wool. Okay, I've heard of him. Oh, I met him. Uh, um, yeah, you probably met Glenn. Yeah, he wears like uh He comes here now quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, I met him in Montreal. He's cool. Kershen's over there. here as well. You know Kirshen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like uh, the one, I mean. The ones that, exactly. We, we like, don't get really any English comedy. Yeah, like Jimmy Carr, everyone Jimmy knows. Jimmy Carr, no, barely they know him. Um,
0: Who's that guy with white hair? Uh, Daniel Kitson. Daniel Kitson. Daniel Kitson yeah. is the comics comic. Like, uh, he's very, but it's kind of funny as well, because he's probably a genius. But yeah. he's, uh, I think Jim Jeffries put it best as well. He goes, and so as a genius, he fucking hates everyone else. <laughs> and he goes, and <laughs> he's probably right. This is Jim Jeffrey's words, uh, not mine. He goes, but the way I look at it is, why aren't stupid people allowed to laugh? (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's dumb comics for fucking dumb people. Dumb people have fucking shit lives. (laughs) You know, if you're a dumb guy, it's not like you're fucking chasing your dreams, are you? You fucking got a shitty job. You fucking... Fucking someone in a truck?
2: Yeah, he should be able to You laugh. should
0: be able to giggle at an idiot fucking, <laughs> fucking someone fruit. in a
2: truck? What does that mean? <laughs> like a trailer home? You're fucking someone in a truck? <laughs> you should be allowed to laugh um, at somebody smashing But yeah, fruit.
0: Daniel, Daniel's brilliant. Um, Stuart Lee is a guy Stuart that... Stuart uh,
2: Lee, that was the name. Stuart Lee, the, that was the he's name. the
0: guy of the moment that everyone kind of raves about. And I like Stu, but I can't stand his audience. He's kind of like the Louis C.K. of England right now, in that the people that like him think that there are no other comics.
2: Here's the problem when I get when it's a comic who's like heralded, you know, and if everyone's like, they're an A plus comic, they're the A plus comic of the moment, and I, let's say I like them, but I think they're an A minor or B plus comic. They're just pretty funny. It ends up like, I want to be like, to, to rebel against the fact that everyone thinks they're A plus. I'm like, no, that guy sucks. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, he doesn't suck. He's no, actually pretty good. Yeah. But because you guys all love him way too much, it makes me like, want to take the average down.
0: Well, it's it's the, the thing happens where a guy gets so much acclaim from critics, he turns into one.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, and then starts bagging other comics and pointing out their tricks. And like, Stu does that a bit. Oh, really? He points out other comedians' tricks. And I'm like, you've got the biggest trick of them all. What? You're pandering to people that want to be comedy critics. Yeah. By doing that. That's the biggest fucking trick going and no one, you know, and that's that's, pan, that's pandering. We all pander to our audience to some degree, but, um, but uh, having said that, he's fucking brilliant, but I just think that's beneath him. Um, and also, when I was coming up and he had a TV show, he was a great guy. Him and Richard Herring were two guys that had every right to be young and snooty and yet they were great to other comics their age. Wow. You know, if you were a good comic they were really supportive and you know, I can't say enough about that. Um, but here's people that you wouldn't heard of is Henning Wayne. I don't even know how to spell. Henning Wayne. Hemming Wayne. Is the weirdest cunt in the world. Like, I love him, yeah. but I'm not sure I'm I'd want like, to spend a car journey with, it, journey with him. <laughs> yeah. Henning Wayne is a German guy yeah. who, like, uh, I think he was in a fire or something, so he's got a weird shape. And you can't even place his accent. It's got a weird and British shape. people claim that they've got a monopoly on irony and Germans don't have a sense of humour. Yeah. This guy is the most ironic comic going. Really? I saw him at the Melbourne Festival in Federation Square in the middle of the street him and uh, his fucking partner who escapes me now, but he has them singing this German song, and he goes, I want you all to sing along this German song, and it's... (laughs) And all these kids with balloons are singing along, and he goes... I am so pleased to hear you say that and sing that song. I, it's a song I have not heard since the glory
1: days of the Führer.
0: Really? Yeah. I thought God, I thought German comics don't touch that shit. He fucking goes wow. all over it because he's so weird looking. Yeah. And he does like so, so, two yeah. wild and he really whines. He either kills or fucking gets booed oh, off. horribly. I
2: like those. Because colors. Germans, uh, you know. ever uh, that Heineken commercial about German comedy? Uh, no. the Heineken or BMW, but it was... Um, it was it was just showing how like certain things aren't right, and then it was like just like, a series of those. And one of them was like, "There's no comedy in Germany," and you see this guy going, "Isn't it strange Str- how sometimes calendars go on walls?" And at the end, I just remember <laughs> at the end. He goes, like nothing." And he goes, "I'd be here all civic."
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Henning yeah. is fucking.
0: It's just uncategorizable. Yeah He just uh, He's such a Just google him now And you'll piss yourself laughing He's such a funny looking guy Um, But he's just weird as well Like he used to live in a house With a bunch of my friends And he goes Ah beer Double beer You are Like He's just He's too fucking weird To spend time with um, but he goes ah B double B you know perhaps you should wear a B outfit around the house then I would be more comfortable. Henning rather- Wayne
2: no what's his how Henning spell-
0: Wayne yeah how do you spell his first name uh, Henning H E N N I G oh and then W E H N
2: how am I supposed to know that
0: I think it's Henning yeah there he is look there he's the go. number one Henning in the world <laughs> Henning Wayne look at him. And here oh, yeah, other... he is the is the weird looking. Oh, he's fucking bizarre looking and he's just the the weirdest guy. Um, and but just hysterical. All the comics love him. Oh that's cool. And and sometimes particularly it's even better when he's bombing. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, that after sixty two years, the British public is ready for something truly
1: unbelievable. A German comedian.
0: Look, so they boo him on. Why are they boo... Bu- they boo him on. Can you believe that? Only on Paramount. Expect an Iraqi comic in some sixty years' time. So please <laughs>
3: Please
1: welcome Heading Van
0: But they will happily boo him on. And sometimes they will keep doing because he winds them up.
2: Look at him. He's just for the slow long. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, let me introduce myself quickly. <laughs> My name is Henning, and I am the German comedy ambassador. <laughs> yeah, it's not the easiest of jobs. <laughs> the British always say we Germans don't have a sense of humour. <laughs> I don't find that funny. <laughs> anyway, off we go.
3: It <laughs>
0: starts clock. He starts a clock. <laughs>
4: so you know what it's like if you come to a foreign country. Things are just different from back home. So, for example, my parents, they brought me up. They said, Henning, you must not spend more than you earn. <laughs> then I came to Great Britain. Uh, and I realized, no, that's not at all how it works here. <laughs> here in Great Britain is only one economic rule. And that is, you must not worry. Uh, once you're at the level that the interest payments on your credit card exceed your actual income. <laughs> you must not worry. And uh, get yourself another credit card. Uh, It'll be interest-free for the first six months and that gives you enough breathing space to treat yourself to a luxurious holiday of <laughs> I mean, I don't want to ruin the atmosphere, but you're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> they had a friend over from Germany
0: I must admit, that's a TV spot. Yeah. Doesn't quite do it. TV justice. spots are
2: tough, I know. I realized as soon as I played it up.
0: Uh, the thing is, he does a Christmas show. Yeah. And he's just wearing like... He walks, look at him. He's fucking... His shoulders are a different shape. And he walks out in like this weird Christmassy outfit yeah. with bonbons on like and huddles. everything.
2: Really? For yeah.
0: Seeing him in a late show, a beery late show audience that want to blow him off. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about winning the World Cup. And, <laughs> and just like, that's his opener. <laughs> And um, he goes, "You all say two world wars and one world cup." And the thing is, no one can do an impression of him because that's not a German accent. That's his accent is what from is it? fucking space. Like you, you play Henning to any German, they're like, "I don't know where the fuck that dude's from." Like, I'm, uh, maybe try type type like, don't don't show a TV spot. Show him a yeah. like. Old I'll get it later.
2: I'll old. get it later. What yeah. I wanted, uh, I heard The Rock once did this in Kansas City. My friends who lived in Kansas City said, he, did, he was a villain, right? Who? The Rock? Uh, for a while. He's good, okay. Good. I think this is when he was the, still a villain.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, but they said he came out in Kansas City. It's like you can do, stu- and he just wanted to anger the crowd. Yeah. And he grabs the mic and he goes, let me tell you something about Kansas City Barbecue. It tastes like cardboard and ketchup and your women are all ugly. <laughs> it's like, you just want to piss off everyone right away. <laughs> I love moments uh, like the that. The thing is,
0: in Kansas, because there are some guys as well that do, a, uh, that do gags that are, uh, that are at the expense of parochialism. There is a, um, a guy called uh, Howard, Howard Reed. Who, who does a show called Big Howard and Little Howard, and it's yeah. a cartoon animation of himself as a kid. And, uh, but his opener used to be that he would say he's in Manchester, yeah. right? And he would uh, then go, and Liverpool's next to Manchester, that's the one that has the rivalry, right? Okay. So we'd go. He'd, he'd open with a song, and it's like, "Oh, they're backwards in their children. You know, they're backwards in yeah. their children. They all have, you know, uh, they all have six thumbs. They've got square heads, and they fuck all their brothers." And, and then he'd go, "Manchester, Manchester, they fuck their mums. Manchester, Manchester, they, you know, they're all in <laughs> yeah. bread, and they eat shit." <laughs> and and then like he'd do like four verses of it, and then go. While he's in Manchester, yeah. in Manchester, they're back, they're <laughs> fucking, they're fucking hairy scum, Manchester, <laughs> Manchester, they don't get up the bum, and then you go, come on, Liverpool, they're cunts, right? and the <laughs> Manchester, Manchester crowd would piss themselves. <laughs> the only place that didn't work was Liverpool and Coventry. What's Coventry? No one got the joke. Oh, Co- really? Coventry. So he would go, come on, Coventry is a big rival with Birmingham. And so he'd be in Coventry, and he'd go, Come on, Birmingham, they're cunts in Coventry. (laughs) And uh, everyone goes, Boo! No one understood that he was pretending to not know where he was. So there's a few guys that kind of play on that quite a bit, but Henning plays that on the British, like... In a way that you nice. just couldn't see anyone else get away with. Like it's I said, Harlan
2: Williams did that in Toronto. TV spot didn't do him justice. Yeah. TV, I usually tell people like, I try not to judge people what I see on TV. I'm like yeah. this, I know for a fact this was edited.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, you he's know. working a broad room as well. Yeah, it's gigantic. It's a broad room. So they just audience. want do jokes yeah. about being German, but do jokes about the difference between Germany and England. Ugh. And he's got some. He's got better than that. He's got way uh, Just
2: Everyone loves watching him Because he's so weird Hey let's talk about mushrooms For a little bit Okay When's the first time You did them Can't remember Do you, Okay How old Like how, when did you start like? I first did acid At 16 Acid at 16 Yeah Wow You start with acid Or mushrooms Acid Is it easier to find Was this Australia Yeah Where were you from Melbourne WA Perth Perth Yeah What's WA Mushrooms uh, Western Australia Okay Perth Western Australia I think I'm going in October Mushrooms were there Everywhere as well Okay. Yeah. I think I'm doing a tour in October. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to go for the Sydney Festival and then I'm. Um, cool! I'm going to go around from there. I might be
0: there actually. I might be there for the Sydney Festival. That's the oh, Just nice. For Laughs one? hmm. Yeah. Actually, I need to contact uh, Robbie.
2: Yeah, contact him.
0: Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like I already said I was going to. Do you to. snowboard? Uh, I ski. You ski? Yeah.
0: It's the snow season up in the snowy mountains. Then
2: in October? Of course. I thought October starts to warm.
0: It does. But it's the snowy mountains Okay It's June, July, August, September They usually Yeah, they have where's a, where's that? Is that in Western? They usually have a big dump At the end of September, September. So even though they close them So there's no one there And oh, they've wow. just had snow Oh, cool Yeah,
2: I'll go with you on off days Let's Yeah, go I, up, 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 I'll go I got there Monday with my Tuesday. kid Okay It's great it's I can rent some skis there, right? Yeah The only thing I don't like about snowboarding Is you, you gotta go up the lift And then you have to like Stay in there And fucking tie your shoes again you can just Once go you become off at that and
0: you can do it standing up, even while you're moving. Oh, uh, really? Then, yeah, that's a lot less
2: hassle. Wow. Okay, so sixteen acid. Mm. Why there was there weren't aren't mushrooms around there?
0: Heaps of mushrooms in Australia, but you just got acid. I just didn't know how to find them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess there's no reason when you're sixteen and trying drug, you're like oh, just whatever's in front of me. Yeah. Do you want the
0: long mushroom story?
2: Yeah, but first let's get into it. Okay. I just want to talk about mushrooms a little bit first. how <laughs> you got into it stuff.
0: I'm I'm a, I'm a mushroom casualty
2: yeah yeah you are yeah wait so you started with acid yeah you got into lots of drugs right yeah i did everything but the junk what's the junk heroin Uh, heroin heroin um i never uh, injected anything because i have a needle phobia yeah i've just gotten over them i've had to take enough std tests and i'm like i gotta deal with this i have sex with enough dangerous women (laughs) i gotta get over my fear of needles oh really yeah so i can get tested wait so you took acid how was that at 16 <laughs> well
0: you know what, what? <laughs> maybe if you stop referring to women as, as sluts you will stop attracting
3: them
0: <laughs> I fucking find that hilarious whenever I meet a comic whose act is like and this fucking bitch did this and I this don't fucking- do that do I you don't do that I guess <laughs> I, do, I do have a mate uh, do you know Bill Dawes huh. and uh, we we're in Chicago I'm sure he won't mind me saying this because it turned out he goes this fucking woman that's around is fuck- this woman that I'm meeting she's fucking crazy and I went well no shit and he goes, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, your act is like fucking women. This,
2: yeah, women that." Crazy.
0: And they are going, "No independent woman with a career and a job is going to fucking jump on you. your dick. You're a, <laughs> you're a self-fulfilling prophecy.
2: Also, you say like that women jumpers. are like
0: this, then you're going to attract women that are like
2: that." Oh yeah. Do you see that Jody Arias child? Do you learn about that at all? No. Stabbed her boyfriend like thirty times, and then claimed it was intruders, and claimed she didn't remember it, and then claimed self-defense. Um, Is that the
0: Paralympian that shot his missing no, no, through no, the no, door? No,
2: no, no, different one. Yeah, what do you think of that? Pisterius? Pisterius, yeah. That's uh, a pretty cool story. I don't know enough about it. but It seemed like he must have. It came up at set first.
0: list, and I thought it was per- Petraeus.
2: <laughs> so you just did a different.
0: <laughs> and, it's, uh, and someone whispered Blade Runner, and so I thought it was a character missing from Blade Runner. So I talked about Blade Runner for five minutes until eventually Provenza came up and goes, No, no. No, no. That's the Petraeus is, is the it, and the thing is the crowd cracks up as I went oh that come
2: <laughs> I then, saw Neil Hamburger there that's where I saw him he was in the backstage it was set list Yeah, but he went on and he couldn't think of something for one of the, the five topics and he, he just starts doing more after like two or three starts attacking the show itself and he starts going well, these comics work hard developing material <laughs> 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 And then these shows make you talk about stupid, <laughs> moronic <laughs> topics. It's dumb, and it attacks the idea of stand-up. <laughs> he starts doing that more and more. It's pretty great. I love. No, I won't talk about
0: that. Uh, I talked to him about his process. He didn't
2: do bad impressions.
0: And like I said, th- there's a logic there, and he goes, "Of course there is." And it's like but you kind of have to understand the rules he's breaking. Yeah. Because he wasn't old enough to tour. Because he'd looked too young before to pull off being... The comb-over. Neil Hamburger. Yeah, the old lounge singer. The old lounge guy. and now he's old enough that he can do it. You know he's from Australia? No. He's born in Darwin. Where was he raised? Uh, does he doesn't
2: have an accent, does he, anymore? Or does no, he's- not at all. Okay. But his missus
0: is from... That was the weird thing, to bump into him in Perth. And he's like, I'm here all the time. My wife's from Perth. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so I was... Man. I'm almost probably giving more information of... Because he's a very elusive man isn't he i guess so i mean no one really knows anything about him yeah i gotta talk to kylie and get all those fucking he, done. He, you know, i know people want to speak to him on podcasts and he's like no way no have you ever heard the uh, i the, even the asked him to send out a tweet for my <laughs> album <laughs> and i went this probably isn't in character and he went not really yeah. no he goes but you send me something i'll retweet it but uh, yeah,
2: yeah no he can't really say But this it's very comment. funny you have to be like this shit, i heard this shit Album. What's the name of your album, so we don't forget? Oh, uh, Brendan Burns Pompously Lectures Americans. Brendan Burns Pompously Lectures Americans. Where'd you tape it? Uh,
0: Sh- Lakeshore Theatre in Chicago oh, nice. in 2009. I heard, the, I heard the place yeah. cool. 2009? Yeah, it's Stand Up Records. It's just out now? Yeah. I've had a lot to do, Ari. <laughs> it's been four years. Uh, well, all right. That's
2: not me. Wait, why'd you wait? Stand Up just did? I don't know. I think Stand Up did. Stand Up Records did, did yeah. He, why did he wait on it? I don't know. That that I mean jokes I don't think I was like, here outdated.
0: enough. Uh, I don't think I was here enough. Yeah, uh, I think he had it on the back burner for quite a while. He take he likes to take his time as well because his his edit is fantastic. Yeah, he's uh, great. at Everyone that uh, puts an album out with him when yeah. they get the finished
2: product, I uh, just I've never heard a bad word. No, he's great. He's cool. He likes doing um uh those pot breath strips too. I gave him one of those in in Austin once. Oh yeah, and I was like trying. I like to dose people the correct way. I'm not into like giving people Fucking too much. Fucking people dose. up, yeah, yeah, it's stupid. But um, like it's gonna be a tough trip. Let's get through even where you want, you know? Yeah. Um, so I tried it with him. Like, when's the last time Eight. ate? And I'm looking at his gigantic body, and I'm trying to judge. Like, I wonder how much weight. No, you're into like this.
0: a chemist with weed. Yeah, and it? I'm like,
2: I think you should take. Two-thirds of this breath strip. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. And I was like, was that enough? Was that too much? He goes, it was perfect. Yeah. I was like, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, you don't Just want someone the having a way bad home. time on it. No. I hate people that do that.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I didn't think anyone would fuck with me. I did, uh, oh yeah, back to the acid. Yeah. And then I did three microdots on an empty stomach. Three? With Craig Campbell. And he turned into Jesus. And the most explanation I can give... Uh, the most I could put it into words was I started to think that life was on a cycle yeah. and that basically you're on your deathbed and then seconds later you're a newborn baby. Not reincarnation, it's actually you having to do the same shit all over again. Uh-huh. Um, but then your memory banks are wiped. And what happened with delusions is delusions, so that's born of imagination, that's an idea, but it somehow goes into the part of your brain
2: the, where memories are kept. Memories and delusions go together then?
0: Yeah. kind of overlap? It it becomes memory. and becomes very, very real for you. And I then thought, fuck, I'm going to commit every single mistake. Like, bad trips happen to bad people or people that feel bad about themselves. Right. Not bad people. And I, at the time, didn't feel like a very good dad. Yeah. I felt like I, uh, you know, wasn't uh, an honest person. Uh, I wasn't honest with myself. I wasn't honest with the person that I was seeing at the time. How old
2: were you then? Uh, fuck,
0: late twenties, early
2: thirties. Okay,
0: and so then I, I basically I I was psychotic for a good five years, and no one really knew because of the acid. Yeah, I have a chemical imbalance. What? I shouldn't be doing that tell, kind of thing. Tell and me then this. I took a lot of mushrooms and started hearing voices. I was in a relationship that I was uh, very obsessed with a girl. She started seeing another guy. I was going to kill myself. I was on the verge of killing it myself. I've done this on a lot of podcasts to show her. this week as well. So who cares? I don't want to... really.
2: It's like my feeling is people don't listen to all of them. People listen to two or three podcasts at the most. So it's like okay, who gives a fuck?
0: Uh, okay, but you know what? If you've heard me on any podcast this week, you can fast forward. Okay. To, um, and I was going to kill myself to get back at her. Uh, no, because I was just in so much pain. Uh, because between that and the delusions, what and the delusions? I was what lo- were you seeing? What were you saying? I was uh, I'd seen Satan twice what it's explain his form uh like the, 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 the traditional big Horns, flaming red. fucking big flame no actually just uh flame red and eyes uh, um and what did like, he say to you or do uh fucking uh you're gonna commit every single fucking mistake you ever made
2: and you can't stop yourself from doing it because you care that much like the fire lady in game of thrones uh is that what she says she was like, you're going to betray all your friends. You're going to um all right. your loved ones just so you can...
0: You can well, I, I got there first.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was back in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, wow. And so you see, see him and then what, how would you react to that? You would just like go nuts a little bit. I, you would like, ah. well, I went fucking nuts. I kept it to myself. I couldn't tell anyone because you then you think I'd it was be real? Or, I'm crazy. Did you think it was real or were you like 50% real, 50% not real? Were you wondering whether it was real? Flip between 50 and 80%. Okay. But, but yet, f- my next door neighbor here... Don't forget got- your state of
0: mind is never constant when you're crazy. Uh-huh. And being crazy is awesome when you're a guy. When you're a woman, it's horrible. Because women have a very low self-opinion and it's just, all oh, you're just a piece of shit. Guys, it's messianic complex... Fucking I'm the shit. I know everything. Right. Uh, I can fly uh, and then off flipping, this house. flipping back and forth from locking yourself away and trying not to kill yourself. Yeah. So then I started hearing voices. I was just about to kill myself. And then I heard. Uh, sorry, I was just about to kill myself. And then obviously my body goes into Protect Overdrive. And I started hearing voices. And I thought they were God. And it told me to stand up and, you know, that I was this and that and all that sort
2: of shit. Anyway. What do you mean, this and that? Like you were more important than you were?
0: Um. God was like it's, anointing you know you. what it was pretty hallmark stuff like what you know like saccharine kind of greeting card uh-huh. trite bullshit okay so it was pretty embarrassing to even say <laughs> that my unconscious mind would say this so I'm yeah. not really willing to go there <laughs>
2: that's what you're embarrassed about yeah I love it it's like that's the line that's the line I don't want just... to say what my delusional thoughts were just yeah I, I you know what
0: my account. delusional thoughts were trite
2: and that <laughs> I am uh, I am embarrassed <laughs> oh. Do my next door neighbor saw, he saw red people for a while yeah he was so drugged out, and he was like, he'd be like, right behind you. You don't see that person. Yeah, he'd be like, no, man. No, you need to get some sleep. Yeah, he wouldn't, and then he would stand over there, like at the, end, and he'd be watching. You know, if you walked by his apartment, he'd be like, "Who is that?" And he'd look around, like way, way, thirty yards away. I'd be like, "Oh, it's Ari." He's like, oh, "Okay." He was just watching his apartment because he thinks people were trying to break in. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, and uh, so then I. Uh, so you don't know what's real and what's not. You know, some things are fake. Yeah, but you can't decide, You don't know your, no, your well, gauge is you off you don't really know reality
0: becomes a bit far fetched so you're not really sure of reality is like particularly i'm somewhere under the impression that i'm in a living hell right okay and that the only time that i remember that i'm in this living hell is when i take uh, enough acid so you go back you come back to as it. a newborn baby i likened it that that hell is where you are on your... so what okay I wrote a bit about it that kind of best explains it, right? Is that, uh, you know, people say, oh, you know, do you believe in hell? And I'm like, I'll tell you what hell is. Hell is there's a blinding white light. You can't see a thing. Then the light fades and you look into the eyes. Uh, You're looking into the eyes of someone and then you find it kind of odd because you realize it's your dad as a much younger man, which you find particularly perplexing because you remember being on your deathbed only seconds earlier. Oh right, and then you start to voice this ponderance, and all you hear is a child's wail. Huh. Then you actually try and uh, express it further and further, and the, crowd, uh, the and you realise that the, the the actual wail is coming from within your ears, and actually out the front of your face. And you start to is scream and scream and scream because you realise you're about to commit every single mistake you ever made, and you can't help yourself. Then the doctor spanks your ass, and the memory banks are wiped. Oh, and hell is that every is that every time you take hallucinogenic
2: drugs, you vaguely remember being that baby, and that's just because you have chemical imbalance. I have some sort of weird chemical imbalance. Is there any and way to know that ahead, ahead it? of time? Before huh? it, some of these people ask me, it's like, oh, I heard you shouldn't take mushrooms jazz because if you have a chemical, it'll set it off. If you have an imbalance, there's no way to know whether or not you there's have it? There's no that, fucking way there?
0: of knowing. But also, I did a lot. and then uh, you know there was a one stage when I had them growing out of me and I started making connections with them. what growing out of you? (laughs) like mushrooms mushrooms growing in me (laughs) that was the joke Ben Norris (laughs) said look at him he fucking is a mushroom he's almost got fungus on him (laughs) and then um, I then how often were you taking them? uh, switching back and forth between acid and mushrooms? I still trip to this day but fortunately it's during positive like I I had the beginning of mushrooms on my wedding
2: day because I was happy Wait, Uh, wait 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 I'm sorry hold on it naturally happens yeah. or you take them? It just naturally happens. It just naturally happens. Okay. So like you get euphoric. It's, but
0: now it's during particularly calm or happy moments. You know the beginning of mushrooms where the earth starts to breathe and, br- and colors get brighter? uh uh-huh. That happens in my life.
2: Oh, really? Flashbacks.
0: Uh, but it's nice now because it used to be when I wasn't really happy where I was and wasn't very happy with what I was doing with my life. And even, in fact, this, th- this uh-huh. whole thing was an illusion. Uh, uh, but uh, like a... You know, uh, uh, a uh, collective illusion. Yeah. You know, it's it's like everyone is going through this because perception. You know, perception, as they say, is reality. But perception, upon proof, actually turns out to be delusion. Uh, perception upon proof. Okay, you know, yeah. No. Look. Okay. Tape yourself of a night, a conversation. Just to have someone video you. Yeah. Then write down what you think everyone said.
2: Right. Right. And then, you then see watch the video. And it turns yeah. out it was a completely different evening. Um, yeah, Neil Tyson says he can't. Uh, he won't be a jurist, a juror member on a on a trial because he doesn't believe in eyewitness testimony.
0: Uh, uh, it's proven that enough. eyewitness testimony is worth nothing. Yeah, it's been uh, signed. You know, clinically proven.
2: Yeah, or not got to be worth something. Uh, very little.
0: You know what? Of a whole bunch Less. of people. Yeah, but then there can be one really convincing guy.
2: Well, they do sketch artists, and they ask everyone to sketch the same, like you know, say the same thing, and the the sketches are way, way different. Yeah. You know, because Black ego man, gets in the way. white dude, white woman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you start putting your own stuff on there. Yeah, of course you do. I and love then I kick loads of us. I love when people, <laughs> two people arguing. It's like, that's not the way it happened. I clearly remember. It's like, no, you just think you remember. No, you didn't. You're yeah. trusting your mind to be correct, and it's not all yeah. the time. So you start, you, you, you have these flashbacks when you hit moments of, like, euphoria?
0: Yeah. Okay. No, or moments of calm. What do you mean calm? Like what? Uh, like if I go to Uluru, which is Ayers Rock. Which is uh, the world's largest rock, and it's smack bang in the middle of Australia in the desert. A Joshua Tree type stuff? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I get a very, very real sense of calm. Nice. And because also it's a, f- it's a place that's been photographed so much, and photographs don't do it justice. Oh. And it, uh, I can understand why Aboriginals consider it sacred, because it gives you a very definite feeling of time and space. Mm-hmm not being what we think it is because it's a giant pebble yeah also there are backwards people so <laughs>
2: that's another reason why they <laughs> would. No,
0: you know what <laughs> fucking i buy into their shit yeah. way more than i do uh you know fucking the bible
2: yeah but people in the bible don't paint their faces white and sit with a fucking didgeridoo in name, sydney harbor but they're very close to pantheism what's pantheism in the, the earth is god basically, oh, okay
0: i know? like that that the Earth is God, and that they feel connections to That's it. Much yeah, to they've be. got they've got same trippy stories. And also, I met with a tribal elder guy, and he said, "Oh, you know, you have to understand that you know none of our none of our um, uh, culture is written down; it's passed down from generation to generation." And you see that crack in the rock that was when a woman was very angry with the rock, and she whipped it. And that oasis, you know, that little uh, waterfall around the other side that was actually dug by a giant lizard back in the dream time and all this sort of shit. Really. And he goes, and this isn't written down anywhere. It's passed down from generation to generation. I went, well, what you have to take into account is somewhere in your lineage, there was a massive fucking bullshit. (laughs) Because
2: no giant lizard was
0: around. Yeah. And that's actually where I got the inspiration for the So I Suppose show, uh, which is the show with the plant. Uh Because I walked away going, oh, hang on, that's a bit racist. And I went, hang on, I hold that in the exact same regard that Jesus didn't walk on water. I'm being racist by condescending to his culture. Oh, right. You know, by adhering to that because of uh, whatever background and guilt I feel. So then that's where the inspiration for that show came from. However, we, the tribal guy said, why have you come here? And I went, I came here to get rid of something. Uh, something that's been carrying, living over me quite a while. And he goes, the rock's like that. You give something to it, it gives something back. And sure enough, when I was in the middle of telling him that story, that's when he told me that stuff. And that's where I
2: got the inspiration for the show. Oh wow! That really,
0: fulfilled my lifelong dream
2: of winning the. Edinburgh Award. I like to say it's like it's not about God, but on some sort of st- it's just about the universe.
0: If you open up your mind and you live your life randomly enough,
2: mm-hmm. then you'll
0: see weird coincidences are going to occur. Statistics say doesn't mean it's God, though. Yeah, I mean, odds say what should happen. Statistics defy them. Eventually, right? There's be the outliers. And if you yeah, and if you live your, if you live your life randomly enough, and you open yourself up to the world around you and whatever you call it you know some people call it chaos chaos other people call it god but it's your mind is connecting to the world around you when you are taking in you know your perception is you know uh absorbing you know infinite data i'll compare it to this
2: it's like if you take a poster board and put it on the floor and stand above it and raise your hands above the poster board and have a bunch of um glitter in your hands and let it all sort of fall yeah and most of it will fall into the middle of the poster board. Yeah. And so if, but some of it, like it goes outwards and there'll be little individual pieces of glitter, like that's further and further out. And if you just, your whole life was just like, no, this is what glitter is. It's the pile of glitter in the middle. And like, it is most of the time, but it can also be these freestanding pieces of glitter that are all the way by himself. Well, You know what I mean? That's what like,
0: I, it's, it's a very weird, uh, it's, 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 it's a very s- weird series of coincidences so, when I went into rehab, and the first thing they say is pick a higher power. And they're going, but, oh, You know, hilarious. when we say God, you can make it mean anything. You can make it mean a rock. And I took that very literally. And I went, Use that rock? I'll use Uluru. Oh. I'll go to Uluru. I'll have my, you know, spiritual vigil to Uluru. And they said, If you do what we tell you to do, your life's wildest dreams will come true. And ever since I was 16, I dreamed of winning the Edinburgh Award. I went to Uluru, met that tribal guy, and I got the idea that I won the award. Wow. That's
2: pretty cool, then. Um, so, you know, that's, that's not admissible
0: cool. evidence in any kind of fucking court. But in terms
2: of... But it's a nice coincidence. But I'll tell you what, man. In
0: terms of living my life right, those delusions I had before, I still yeah. have to accept the way that I keep crazy at bay, because it doesn't change the fact that they were very real for me at the time. But if I, if I feel, forget think, if yeah. I feel, if I live my right uh, life right, and ride the ride, just the way that you know that I'm supposed to morally. Yeah. Then it's going to be pretty cool. I wasn't riding the ride. I was supposed the way I was supposed to, or the way that that, that is best for me back yeah. then, and I was in a living hell. Now I seem to be riding it the way that. I'm, that yeah, if you do it the way and you it, want to, so, then you know even, what it it appears to be heaven on earth. But then Today, I feel like a good dad, a good husband. Yeah. I'm, you know, and any time I've declared myself a spiritual human being, yeah. turns out I was being a cunt just because yes. you're fucking candle smell of fruit doesn't make you a good no. bloke you prick and uh, but people go like oh i find my place in the universe fuck you find the place in your street that's hard enough
3: yeah. you know the universe
0: will fucking get by without you mate you wanker <laughs> uh, so if i'm just a good husband a pretty decent mate yeah you know yeah. um uh and 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 a good dad and a good uncle to my nephew who you've met as well yeah that is its own That has reaped me
2: rewards beyond my... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wins and losses don't matter if you're going down the path you want because then it's like, oh, it's behind, but I'm doing what I want to do, so who cares?
0: Yeah, and it's... it's like if
2: you have a bad game in the NBA. <laughs> you're like, I'm an NBA basketball player. I'm an NBA... Yeah. It, you know? The only time
0: I've ever been miserable in life... the like Lakers. Any time an agent or a manager has tried to define my happiness
2: for me. Oh, what, what do they do? Well,
0: like, when you win Edinburgh, you're yeah. the number one guy that year. Yeah. And and basically everyone wants a piece of you and you're sitting down with meetings and it's these meetings going, okay, we're going to turn this show into a television series. And they're going, this show was like a plant. There was a plant in it and it was to expose people's racism to themselves. You can see it online. It's like there's probably the most famous clip of me is me versus Heckler. And it's like a couple of million views here, there and everywhere. Um, And it's me arguing with an Indian woman. But unfortunately, people don't go and watch the whole thing
2: is she's a plant. So you, you, oh right, at the end it shows it's a plant. You just she comes out dances. You tell people now ahead of time, you don't try to fool them at all. I'm not bothered anymore, them. it was years ago. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. You know, like not forever. bothered
0: anymore, it's a plant. And not only that people, you know, I'm sick of people coming, and going, you fucking stuck into that Indian bitch. You're like, just keep no, watching. Like you fucking asshole. She comes out and reveals herself. The fact of the matter is, she says something racist, I say something racist, and then the lighting changes and the audience can see themselves in the mirrors. Nice. Um, after a dance number. But, uh, where was that, I that's how that brought us
2: together Rachel Rush told me it was like hey there's this is a guy coming to town you should meet he has your same sense of humor
0: oh really yeah oh, but that's how we, that's how you came uh-huh.
2: No, and then I think I met you with the improv or something she's like hey you should, I should, and I guess you knew me oh, a cool. little bit and it was like you know all you have to do for two people to know it to meet each other comic wise is if they both like something the other one's done then they're offset oh then they're all then, <laughs> then they're, they're all cool good. yeah yeah you know, Then you go like, oh, nice, no, I like your thing. Oh, I like your thing. Cool. Hey, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, well, you can't really hang out with someone you don't respect.
2: Yeah. It's impossible. Or, or don't even know it all. They're like, well, nice to meet you, but I have no jumping off ground to, to relate Actually, to you. you know
0: what? I take that back. I've never met a comic. The only people... You know what? You can tell when someone's a thief when they're not funny in real life. If you spend time with someone in the car and funny is a language Yeah. and even the most mainstream, like, shiny suit, shiny floor guy we would call him in, in yeah. the uk shiny floor shiny suit even those guys like uh john bishop is a mainstream guy okay. and people are like fuck john bishop and i'm like no john bishop's funny oh yeah people always do the dane here i've hung out with john and yeah. john is fucking funny yeah. and not only that john when he was on a bill with like really yeah, heavyweight comics we'll he fucking always held his own yeah um, you
2: know I, I, right then you know it's like you're riffing then it's like you're funny
0: yeah and then you, you're in a car with a guy I was in a car with a I don't knife. think it means
2: they're a thief but I think it does mean like sometimes I remember they talking that. or it's just like I don't, you can work hard enough at just some lines and, and make it funny you know a routine but it doesn't mean you're funny It means like yeah you worked on this thing and you made it made a funny bit, No, no because you're even, not funny. Even
0: those guys, like sometimes some guys are good at toppers and there's a bunch of comics around and everyone's an alpha of a male and everyone's yeah. like chipping in and they're going funny, 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 funny. And there's a guy I know who you'd like, actually, Josh Howie. Um, and he is one-to-one funny. And when you get him in yeah. a car on, the, uh, on your own, he goes, yeah, when people get, you know, and everyone's just trying to be
2: funny, but everyone's trying to out-funny, other people's funny, I don't like that. David Tell's like, the same way, David Shell shuts down. Who does? David Tell. David Tell. Yeah, you, I saw him on Tough Crowd once. And everyone's trying to, it's a, the early version of Chelsea Lately where everyone's trying to jump in at each oh, other. Oh, no, I say seen their Tough crowd, Yeah. Yeah, and you just see him like, I'm not going to try, like you can just tell in his, in his head, he's like, I'm not going to try to yell over anybody or try to get There's my like word in over Nick Apollo. Yeah, a little bit. But then he would have to wait until, who was the host of that? Uh, Colin Colin Quinn. Quid. He would have to wait until Colin Quinn is like, uh, so Dave, what do you have to say on the subject? Because he's like, I'm not going to try to force my way in. He could just tell. But anytime he does, I've seen him crush everyone when he jumps in. Oh, mate, you see him on the green rooms. Uh-uh. He's hilarious. I heard he's great on the. Burn when are we too.
0: going? When are we getting on the front cover of Yawn Monthly? Anyway, <laughs> back to your
3: show.
2: Great show, <laughs> Paul. Yawn monthly. He
0: fucking hammered Provenza. And uh, he was great on that. He was great. So maybe he learned how to do it. Maybe he's maybe sorry. maybe it
2: was years later. Because you're right. Because they sat on the burn. They were like, he's the best guy. Yeah, he's the fucking.
0: Wait. He's the fastest guy as well, and an ec- mm. uh, such an uh, economical use of language, When cutting the funny. I you remember, know he does
2: a lot. He cha- he's like I see him working on stage. He'll change order of two words. Mm. Change it back. Change it back again. Like he really tests stuff different ways. Yeah, uh, And and. and and just as fast
0: as he possibly can. Wait, when you went to I jo- wish I could do that. When
2: you went to the Grand Canyon with, with um with Crazy Train, did you uh did you get that trippy sensation too? No. You didn't.
0: Uh when the last time it happened was at my wedding and also when I went to Uluru with my director, Paul Byrne, and he's had uh uh mental issues as well, and I said to him you tripping a bit? And he goes, Yeah, a bit. And I went, Is it good? And he went, Yeah it is. Because when you're having bad trips or uh, when you start taking too many mushrooms and you're not very happy with yourself and where you are in your life, I liken it to in a horror movie when the kids are singing Ring-a-Ring-a-Rosie and they're like, Ring-a-Ring-a-Rosie, a pocket full of pos- <laughs> yeah. tissue, tissue, tissue. we all fall down, <laughs> die, you're a piece of shit, you're on a loop, nothing's real, your son is made up.
2: Oh. Yeah. Whoa, that could really fuck with you.
0: That was where I was living. All the time? uh, On and off. Okay. And then like uh, like, the famous story that you're always asking me to tell you about is when I gave out 10 kilos of mushrooms. So this is when you quit. This is when you quit. No, no, no. This is this well before I quit. I had like about a three-year-long rock bottom of just where I was fucking nuts. <laughs> Only in the movies is the rock bottom one moment. Yeah. In real life, it's just like, no, no, I'll no, stay on bottom no. for a while. Three years, I bottomed out. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a tenacious. You did 10 kilos. Of- uh, the mushroom, uh, legalization of Mushroom Society in Amsterdam sent me 10 kilos. I nice. smuggled them into the Glastonbury Festival, which is like the biggest music festival in Europe. I mean, okay. it's massive. What's there's, 10 kilos? It's like we do grams. 50 stages. 10 kilos. Uh, it's a stack uh, taller than me, and I'm 5'11". How
3: How'd you smuggle that
0: in? Uh, uh, Filled up a bag? I, uh, because I was so bolshy and so deluded at the time that any security guard I came across, I went, I'm Brendan fucking Burns. Get out of the way. Really? <laughs> yeah. Prevenza has it on film somewhere. Wow,
2: that does not uh, work I've now. not
0: seen it yet, and he goes, man, you need to get like really well before you see this because it's a tough watch. Because uh, my plan was, uh, it was a vain attempt to prove that God exists. And, and then this is the hallmark fucking trite moment. So please forgive me, okay. uh, listeners and everyone, and I'll try and fucking forgive myself while I say it. So I uh, wanted to prove that God was true love and that true love existed. And I was going to call my girlfriend. And at the time, I was under the impression that as an artist, I was just shitting Rembrandt's.
2: Okay That's you the know, most dangerous thing For an artist Yeah exactly To think everything you do Is good
0: Everything I did But not only that Everything I did Without work Without fucking Fine tuning it
2: That's coke behavior
0: Yeah Coked up, Yeah, I was to on a lot I'm of coke awesome. And I was doing Mushrooms as well So bad fucking mix And I was going to Call her A year to the day That she divulged to me She was seeing someone else And I was going to Read a poem to her And I was going to Forgive her And expect nothing in return Thereby proving that True love existed And then that's what God is yeah, I know. Okay. Get, I, thank you for not punching me in the fucking okay. It's hard. It I know. Out. Good on you. <laughs> I'm having a hard time not fucking punching myself in the testicles. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I gave out 10 kilos of mushrooms to the crowd. I took them myself. I got on stage. I forgot everything.
2: forgot everything? Yeah. And then prevents what you, it. What are you planning on doing?
0: Everything I planned on doing. How much did you take? Very little. It didn't take much to get me off it, though, because it's so much in my system. Um, and I was fucking and then Provenza walks out in the middle of it and goes Brendan she's blocked your number <laughs> so live on stage in front of fucking hundreds of people on Mushrooms all on
2: Mushrooms they're all on Mushrooms
0: and then he goes she's blocked your number oh
2: so you can't even do it I can't
0: even do it so it's oh, like fuck. it's it's the acid on stage going to school naked worst moment
2: and where was this at, Edinburgh? Yeah. And no, this was at the Glastonbury Festival. Glastonbury. But still, it's like an important thing.
0: It's, it's like a lot of people are there. Yeah. But it was in front oh. of all my friends.
2: So. It was so humiliating. That's way worse. The bomb in front of your friends or, or your parents or something is way worse than just strangers.
0: But, but not only that, I like then read a poem that I'd written Then I only spent like five minutes on it. And it's just, and the, I think Barry Castanola was uh, out the back and he's with Matt Kirsten and he goes, and it's really fucking trite horrible, awful, 13-year-old lovesick puppy shit, right and, yeah. had, uh, and Barry goes I think Keats wrote this, didn't he and then <laughs> Kershyn goes, nah I think it's Hallmark
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, you know um, but uh. I, you know what I, I, I realised in hindsight, what I was desperately trying to do, was trying to explain to people that I was in so much pain uh, and I was trying to reach out to my friends and everyone that I knew and, and if i just dropped my guard and honest and went, look I'm in a lot of pain and I'm going to kill myself yeah. Uh, they probably would have understood. And then I went in the oh, rehab. Right, but you don't know how to say that. And, and the thing is, if you're a. Coach, Wait. So it just went really badly? It went really badly. Then I wrote a show about it uh, that year in Edinburgh. How did you. Okay. And it was basically about how embarrassing that show was. How did you get out of it? Which was like, part two of a trilogy. So fucking. Exactly. This is how fucking much this dragged out. Part one of the oh trilogy no, was about the breakup and me arguing with my stage persona. Who was this girl? Part two was. It uh, doesn't matter. Just some chick? Um, it was a woman I was engaged to. And, How uh, old were you when you got with her? Is that the mother of your kid? No. Okay. No, no, no.
2: She was the she was the woman that I left the mother of my kid for. So uh, obviously I, I, am, I am of the opinion that you cannot explain heartbreak. There's some people, guys or girls, just get to you more than others. Yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason. Like, well, this person you were with longer. None of that makes sense. Well, well,
0: she sense. was so young as well. That nice. she, we were having a long-distance
2: relationship, and she was in South Africa.
0: And... Mm. and um, and she was just a kid, man. And yeah. I was a drug addict. And she didn't want to have to hang around and a little drug,
2: drug addict. Yeah. So she
0: did what you know what she did. She did it the wrong way around. She, you she know, cheated. She cheated and yeah. dragged me along for a long time and I was still sending money.
2: Just tell people. I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Um, but she was young and frightened and, you know, she did what she had to do. Yeah. I have no resentment towards her at all.
2: Today. You've cheated before, right? Huh? You've cheated before.
0: Um
2: yeah. I never cheated on her. Yeah, but I mean, you've done it before. Like, you can understand what cheating is. You can yes. see yourself. Like, my, my boyfriend is a I mean, thousand miles away. The
0: fashion in which she did it, like anyone yeah. would have said at the time, it was cruel. But She probably regrets is, it too. It wasn't intentionally cruel, it was just young and stupid. Right, right. But what do you do with a drug fuck guy like this who gives out 10 kilos of mushrooms and <sighs> attempts to call you? Um, you know, uh, that's a crazy guy. That's a crazy, obsessed guy. And she's mm-hmm. just trying to fucking get away from that situation.
2: Yeah, which is why she blocked her number. <laughs> enough is enough.
0: Well, it turned out she rang the next day. It turned out she hadn't blocked the number, that her phone had run out of uh, charge. Oh. Um, so, I, uh, so I, yeah, I wrote a show, which was part two of the trilogy, but I was then reliving this story again every night and doing that thing of looking for the magic button. So I'm telling this stuff that's really painful, and I'm going, people are laughing. How come I'm not Okay. Part three of the trilogy was me saying, ah, you know what, this trilogy drove me mad and I went to rehab. And a lot of my friends were like, ah, oh, fuck, it seems like you did this on purpose just so you could get a trilogy, which is, <laughs> which quite frankly is worse. Yeah, that's cheesy. Uh, that's fucking... Uh, that's but when you're a cokehead and you go to rehab and you go, right, I'm a sober guy now, it's just another example of
2: extreme behavior. No one buys into it. Today, everyone oh, gets it. Oh, yeah. the, That's the well, problem with sobriety. Early, I had a bit about it on my, on my first uh, CD. Is that, uh, my only CD, but it, um, is that uh, they, they just think, wait, I've lost my train of thought.
0: They think, you know what, it's the easiest thing oh, in the yeah. world to think you're like, a poster boy I, for Right, survival. and I'm
2: better, and I'm 100% better, and everyone should be like me. It's like, you've been off drugs for three weeks. Yeah. What are you talking about? You need to get eight years under your belt before to to I even stop listening right? to
0: you. Yeah. Yeah, and now, eight years and then you're a sober guy. And then like three years ago, I relapsed on brandy butter, which is the stuff you put on puddings. By accident? Or you went crazy on it? Uh, <laughs> I went crazy you on guzz- it. You were guzzling it? Yeah. No way. I had because I got cocky and I thought, I've got a couple of years under my belt. Maybe I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, that's what all alcoholics do. And then I fucking, I had. And then next thing I know, it was 3 a.m. and I'm stuffing my face with brandy butter. Then three days later, coke, pills, strange women, the lot. And I walked away from that situation, saw myself in the elevator and went, that was pathetic. And for the first time ever, not your pathetic, that was pathetic. And for the first time I got it, because before then, I felt less than cocaine. And cocaine's a slave trade. If you feel less than cocaine, where the fuck is your self-esteem at, right? And I've never looked back, but I don't make a big deal of the fact that I'm sober, yeah. because it's not a big deal, because it's the easiest choice in the world. It's either everything I ever wanted, or the worst hell imaginable,
2: <laughs> Right? <laughs> that's my choices in life. That's not our choice. Because right. that's where I go. You don't feel a pull anymore?
0: None at all. I can... And I don't count the days. Like, I couldn't even tell you how sober I am now. You don't feel a pull? Uh, no. Nah. If, if everyone's doing blow, let's just say... I don't blow, I would probably leave the room. Okay. Just because cocaine of, is my primary. Yeah. And if I drink, I'm doing
2: cocaine. Everyone has a, if I relapse, it'll be on this. this yeah. drug. It's... Um, so, so a bunch of your friends, of let's say Provenza, I don't know if he does it or not, but let's say Provenza and Neil Hamburger and, I don't know, Kitson and a few guys like that you're friends with. Kitson you- sober, Greg doesn't party, okay, I don't Provenza know. would never touch coke. <laughs> but like guys you respect and they're all doing lines, would you be like, oh, I got to get out of here? Uh, I don't feel cigarettes probably, anymore, but, but that would be one of those things.
0: But these days, I think everyone that knows me takes it seriously at the time because I wrote a show about it everyone's like oh god it's just Brennan fucking looking for material I think everyone gets it now that I have a problem and I can't do I can't do anything I I have an you know I have an energy drink fucking dependency as you
2: know yeah clearly I go through three of them a day I like how you water it down with Perrier but
0: but I don't go to meetings anymore just because I started going to meetings and I was like I don't think this is me anymore either Mm. you know there was people like oh it's miserable and it's horrible and you know and the
2: and you're uh, not moaning it anymore. You don't talk about your bottoms much. Nah. By the way, this energy drinks, uh, Red Bull especially, that was used to be the way before it was so broad, everyone got it. That used to be the way you could tell a sober alcoholic. Yeah. Is if they would drink those daytime or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, you're an AA? You're like, how would you know that? Because <laughs> you're like, uh, yeah. well, drinking into Red Bull. Uh, the, that's funny that's the only thing reason.
0: is, I could probably go to AA and get a program and wean myself off caffeine. But I'm thinking like, ah, oh, you know what? I drink energy drinks and I play too much Xbox. Yeah. Well, the honest, my the caffeine isn't going to make son's you do in So, on yeah. Xbox Live, it's like the version of playing catch oh, in the yard. Because nice. you Skype a 13 <laughs> year old, you get nothing out of him. Whereas we can sit there and play Xbox and say nothing to one another for three hours, but you still feel the presence. Yeah. Um, but you're just hanging out doing something. Right, right, right. Um, so, that's, th- those are my vices. That's okay. Yeah, and I, I, if and if I can, don't lead to major damage, then who cares? Hey, you know what? I get a lot of shit done. Yeah, I drink a Red Bull in the morning. I get a lot, uh, t- as they say, two hours in the morning are worth four in the afternoon.
2: I think that's right. Yeah. And that's why I'm so far behind. Is because I only man, you ever noon.
0: you ever, as a comic, like when you're jet lagged?
2: Yeah, and you wake up at like nine, and you wake up at six.
0: S- yeah, and then by six. midday, Jesus, relax. Yeah, well, no, no, jet lagged. Right. When you're jet lagged, you wake up at six. Here. Don't go from, when yeah. you're coming back from Australia or America to England, yeah. you invariably wake up at six. Wow. And you have got so much shit done by midday. Yeah. So much shit done. Um, and it's just because your mind is so sharp. Like I love, you know, I, I'm working on a screenplay now and I've written a book and all that. And I love writing. Oh yeah, what was the name of the book? Uh, Fear of Hat Loss in Las Vegas. Okay. Which is what happened when Provenza, Barry, and I went to Vegas and took mushrooms to watch a sunset to be a guy in the photograph. This was in the middle of when all this was happening. It's written a from guy the perspective. in what photograph? It's written from the perspective of when I was crazy. And I had what I thought was a vision. And it was me in a photograph with two other guys. So I wanted to go to Vegas and be that guy in the photograph. Cause then you I figured, saw
2: a photograph? Yeah. A, you saw yourself in a, in a vision? Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to understand this. But yeah. it was a
0: drunken delusion. Right. But, I mean, as Barry said as well, he goes, as a premonition, you went and bought the rain, you know, you went and bought the, the fucking plane ticket. Yeah. Was your seat prediction?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. And,
3: um, <laughs>
0: but it was the funniest week of my life. It was the last time drug taking was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's from the perspective of when I was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, so I I don't miss it at all. At all, and I can be around people that are drunk. Uh, I'd much rather be around people that are high. Yeah, because I'm halfway there anyway. Really? Yeah. Like if you're on mushrooms, yeah. apparently I'm a good guy to be around because it, everyone thinks I'm on mushrooms.
2: Oh yeah. When you on you can relate to other people on mushrooms. If you, if you some, when I leave the Ottawa Blues Fest, yeah. And if I'm taking mushrooms there, um, as you leave, as everyone pours out, you can tell who's on some sort of psychedelic.
0: But the front, I, I am told that when people are on mushrooms, that's they when you, can you really get me.
2: Wow, because it's in you. Uh, I've had do, I've had flashbacks where I've I've been at a UFC, and from acid, flashbacks where I'm not on acid, but I see across the stadium, like across the octagon and into the stands, and I can see two people talking and I can hear their conversation. And you probably can read. You're probably a bit deaf. Maybe I can't read their lips. I can barely see them. They're far away, but I can hear what they're saying like fully. And
0: you're on mushrooms?
2: No, it's just a flashback.
0: Just a flashback. Yeah,
2: but I've taken acid at the UFC before and mushrooms at the UFC. You said
0: and then you were crying. Because you thought yeah. it was, I, I cry at the UFC all the time. Really? Because it's such Man a overcoming. mental thing where men are pushing themselves yeah. beyond the realms of our understanding. When you see, but I love it when guys fucking hug at the end.
2: Yeah, that's great. Or they're
0: crying at the end. Like at the, at the weigh-ins, I was saying, you know, when when the Brazilian guys, when that fucking the UFC, the the... the uh, See, the optimal lot- fight of Brazil when the guy goes get up keep fighting think of your family and he's crying yeah. because he's been living in the house with these guys because yeah. in America it's all these jock blokes and these guys oh, are yeah, living yeah. on the fucking street and everyone in America is complaining like oh it's fucking hard living in this house and one another and these guys are going I've got a bed <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fucking roof this place <laughs> is awesome and they you know they turn into overnight celebrities but the fact that uh, they are such They had such a team mentality.
2: Overcoming diversity, that's when I always... I saw Jose Aldo in Brazil. Yeah. Remember when Jose Aldo... Jumped into the crowd? Yeah, and I was right by him. I had the good seats right behind Rogan where the director sits. Oh, I've got to go back and see if I can see you. Yeah, I think you can. Because they had that spinning roundhouse kick in there, Uh, and it's me just jumping up uh, before he even hits the ground. And there's
0: one guy that's yelling at him right to his face. And even Jose Aldo, who's like going, Rah! but there's one guy that's like going, bruh, bruh,
1: bruh, bruh, bruh,
0: what? saying what? Trying to get him right to... in his face. And even Jose Aldo was like,
2: whoa, calm down. That's a creepy guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he jumped into the stands, and I could just see this guy winning a title in his home country for his home city. And, and he was just so overcome with joy. He went and hugged the Brazilian like broadcasters, yeah. and jumped into the stands. I was bawling. I, the, the UFC I is the most moving so sport. Much. That has ever been Hey Olympics do it. Olympics get it back. Via on Rogan, yeah.
0: you've got to get him to ask Dana. I on Rogan. Via Rogan. Vi- okay. Yeah. You have to find out from Dana White. Yeah. I'll just what ask Dana. the fuck happened yeah. during the Smashers series, England versus Australia, that they couldn't air. Cause he alluded to it in a press interview, he goes, When this show's all done, I'll tell you what happened, because he said I had no idea of the rivalry. The Smashers series? The Smashes. Which is Australia versus England? It was shot in Australia, but he didn't realize putting English guys and Australian guys in the same house is a bad fucking move. You know what you should do because they call us convicts. Yeah, and here's the thing: with uh, Australia and England have the most passionate sporting rivalry in history. Wow! From country Um, to country, but if either one of us ever got attacked, yeah. We'd be the first ones to step up. To help the other? To help the other out. And here was the weird thing was, by the end of it, the Australian and English guys were all mates because they'd been living in a house. But obviously Dana White had to come in and go, you guys need to chill the fuck out because uh, there was weird so shit going on in that house. And he said it was the craziest series ever. I think somebody yeah, got raped? The, the, he, I don't know. I don't know. But he said he would talk about it after the series and he, no one's asked him the question yet. So
2: somewhere online, next time I see him, ask Rogan to ask him. I'll ask him next time I see him. I desperately want to see that interview. I'm going. I'm trying to think where the next UFC is going to. Dana's always cool. I'll talk, I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah. I'll say like I won't tell anybody, but Brandon, but what I'm friend, I won't put it on. Oh, like he
0: everything. said he he said when it's all done. He, would, he said to a, an, a, a journalist. Yeah. And here's the here's the giveaway. He was in England in Nottingham. And he goes, how's this Mashes series going, right? And, uh, and, and Dana goes, man, when that series is done, ask me again. And I'll tell you what really went on, because there was shit we couldn't even put on TV. He goes, it is the craziest series of the ultimate Fighter I've ever had to deal with. And then all the British journalists went, well, you know, they're our convicts. And I'm like, you fucking You're arse-holes. starting it up again. You fucking want to start that shit? First of all, that's both our shame. <laughs> you know all oh, you know they committed genocide yeah so did you motherfucker
2: yeah you it's the same co- history you sent a bunch of convicts to a new continent yeah instead of just saying hey go do your jail time and, then and, and get out and, and
0: believe me there was varying degrees of convict
2: oh yeah I'm sure there's some people just petty theft
0: Oh Australia is, is, fuck all people were on the first fleet for starters fuck all fuck all none who nobody nobody was on the first fleet no there's very few seven, seventh generation
2: Australians Oh, really? Yeah. Very few. Because it's, it's
0: the baby boom. During the 50s, everyone came out from Britain after World War II. Yeah,
2: so it's mostly not convicts or children of convicts. It's, it's mostly most, just people who go to Australia.
0: No, it's, it's, it's the world's second most multicultural country.
2: It's got a great uh, economy, too. Next to you, too. you guys.
0: Sydney is the world's second. Might, actually, Sydney might be the most multicultural city on
2: the planet. Yeah, plane. but in this country, the multiculturalism is a problem.
0: Ah, come on. (laughs) Don't fucking start. Um, uh, It's not You don't understand that integration is a privilege. A privilege? There are people in the world that fought to be integrated. Oh, yeah. And I think America isn't aware of that. And not only that... We don't
2: really have integration. Man. We just have, like, freedom, but it's not integrated. University of Maryland, when I went there, we were called the second most diverse college in the country. I think UC Berkeley might have been the most. um, But... Second most diverse, which means a lot of diversity. Yeah. You watch the dining hall. White table, white table, white table, black table, Asian table, white table, white Fucking, table. They all stay together. When I go to a comedy club, black comics are sitting with black comics. Yeah, it's not, diver- it's not mixed in, it's down. just diverse.
0: Uh, that, that is staggering to yeah, me. Yeah, why Would wouldn't I... they
2: all be mixed in? Yeah, you're right. At the comedy cellar, all the black guys hang out together. It's, that's weird to me. I've even
0: asked black guys, can I sit down here? Is that all right? And they're like, yeah,
2: yeah. because well, England and, and Australia is way more forward with their racism, right? They're just like, really? It's like, no, race cool. Everyone's people. Uh, we don't well, really feel that way here.
0: Uh, comedically, they're kind of backward because they don't want to talk about race. It's uh-huh. considered impolite. But it kind of also, you start being culturally irrelevant for other people. So, case in point, there are comics here that do black gigs. Again, uh-huh. my friend Bill Dawes, yeah. he went to an all black school. It was like, he does a great joke. He says, My, my school is 80% on. black and 20% terrified. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now, he does that joke in New Zealand and England, and the press goes nuts, calls him a racist, yeah. wants him out of the country because they can't perceive his they can't understand his perspective that i went to a school that he went to a school that was
2: black yeah
0: they don't know that life also they don't understand that he does black gigs right and the guys that do well at black gigs aren't the guys that go hey motherfucker what's up because i i have a theory i have a theory and it's a positive stereotyping theory
2: yeah
0: positive stereotyping of asians what is it what are they good at
2: uh violin uh, studying um, Maths uh, Math Absolutely math,
0: right? yeah. In, uh, White people Generally what are they good at?
2: Um, owning things Being <laughs> awesome You
0: are the wrong Fucking dominating, person Dominating Overall
2: domination Genocide Well I would have thought um, I prefer to think It was racial gardening I would have thought uh, uh, <laughs> Literature Yeah And language yeah, We're great We read We know how to read And write Now you know what I, I think black people Are really
0: really good at Basketball, no fucking reading people because they 've had to
2: you can 't be fake like, oh, is this guy coming at me like-
0: they 're like deer because they 've had to be on the lookout for racism for so many fucking years, yeah that they are alert and they are physically alert like the fact of the matter is a good black comic is better than breaking uh, better at breaking down humanity than fucking anyone. They spot the minutiae in human behavior that no other comics... Patrice like, Mitzi- O'Neill was a genius oh, producer at it. was great. He could like Mi- sum up a social situation and see things that no one saw was there. Yeah. Um, and I think it's... Be- that's the black positive stereotype I would say is that they
2: read people. Mitzi so if you're disingenuous better- in
0: front of a black crowd, they're going to fucking eat you alive.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's what... When I started... I started doing black rooms when I started because they're the only rooms that would have me.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, like, two years in. And... um, Buddy, Buddy Lewis and, and Kim Whitley would put me up at their show. And I, at first you try to be extra black. You'd be like, yeah, man, and shit. And they just saw, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, And then you would try to do something else. And then you realize, like, oh, just do the comedy you're doing. Yeah. And they'll appreciate it. Yeah. Just I, be who I've you already you are. got a head start because they
0: love us. Because I'm Australian. And Crocodile Dundee was massive in the black community. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, if I do a black room, you'll always, if I tape it, you'll always hear at the back of the room, motherfuckers sound like the Crocodile Man. Really? Oh, mate, I can go to really rough black areas. I can walk into Popeyes, and everyone, I'm like a celebrity. Because <laughs> of that? Uh, yeah, I went to, I, I talked about this on the Chris Titus podcast. <laughs> they love you? Of, uh, I was with Prevenza and every time I'm here, I go to Popeyes, uh, uh-huh. south of the 10. Yeah, ooh. It's the most bulletproof building you've it's ever fucking seen. It's a And I take, them, I take my kids there yeah. at 1am. What? And I think nothing of it.
2: Are you trying to have an abortion?
0: No, I fucking kid you not, <laughs> mate. Because I ochre it up, which is a really Australian word for being really Aussie. Quoting the oh, really? burn again, sorry. We do black it up here. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. So, like, I just, get home, mate. How the fuck are you? <laughs> Fucking motherfuckers like the crocodile, man. What do you need, mate? Wow. Like a bloke will walk up invariably and I just go, let me get you a piece of chicken, mate. <laughs> There's a,
1: thank you motherfucker you're the crocodile man
0: um, like I took Provenza there and he goes you sure about
1: going there this time of night
0: and I'm there going I got this I fucking got this black people love Australians black people love Australians because black people have a sense of uh, I'm quoting a friend of mine a guy he's I mentioned earlier this, I really black need a wee too actually oh, no. should we have a piss break sure but we got to
2: go through but yeah there was a mushroom sad
1: little mushroom there was a meadow ready to cry. There was a sparrow, a gray little sparrow. There was an eagle, silent and high.
4: And the Lord said,
1: Laugh, children laugh, the Lord said, Laugh, children laugh, the Lord said, Laugh, children laugh, the Lord said, Laugh. And the Lord, he said, I created for you a world of joy from out of the blue, and all that is left to complete the joy, just the laugh of a girl and boy, yay, 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 yay. And there was a garden, beautiful garden, held in the arms. Of a world without joy and Then there was laughter Wonderful laughter For he created A girl and a boy And the Lord said Oh laugh, children laugh The Lord said laugh Children laugh, the Lord said laugh Children laugh, the Lord said laugh Children laugh, the Lord said laugh
2: In your right, we got to finish up. Soon. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, um, wait, what the fuck were we just saying? Uh, Popeye's chicken. Man, you're good. Black people love us. You're good. Good at remembering stuff.
0: I'm good at the memories, though. Yeah. I just I, I haven't get done drugs in so fucking. easily. That's what it is. I've only done drugs once in eight years. What was it? No, twice. Oh, that- I relapsed at my friend Stagdo doing coke. Doing coke.
2: And then I Jonesed for a year, and it was horrible. I hate cokeheads so much. They're um, so annoying.
0: Uh, it's very pre- – like, everyone I know
2: yeah. that used to be a
0: cokehead doesn't really do it anymore because there's no good cocaine left. Uh, right. I've heard that, too. It's yeah. all cut so, to shit now. It's, it's, it's It's shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I used to do coke
2: and pills and mushrooms and all that. Um, and everyone I know has just gotten older and outgrown it. That's, I think, something, too. People go to AA, and they're like, oh, I don't know if I need it anymore. And I think what happens is even the people who don't go to AA – they eventually become too adulty and they're like, I just don't have time for drugs anymore. I just don't have the urge like I did when I was 21. Yeah, I
0: mean, I I wish AA was honest and they, like, you know,
2: rather than... Sometimes you can just grow out of this desire. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and rather than... Not always, but sometimes. Instilling in people, because they only ever go with the example of someone that comes back, that relapsed and Mm -hmm. broke their life and went, believe you me, it's horrible out there and you need to be here or else you'll... Because the fact of the matter is the people that don't go back, you never hear about. You never hear about them because they don't go back. Um, but I wish AA was honest. Yeah, it actually, has helped a lot
2: of people, but it does have some problems.
0: Um, well, I, you know what? What was so cool was I was so lucky because the counselor, the first counselor I saw after rubbing my shit everywhere, and I, hadn't, I don't remember doing it.
2: Yeah. And I rubbed rub my shit, shit
0: everywhere and I checked into rehab. Wait. I came to and I got my shit.
2: Hmm? You, when you say you rubbed your shit everywhere, is that an, is that an Australian saying or no?
0: That- no, no. I genuinely, there's no euphemism here. No, you took fecal matter. I took fecal matter out of my ass and got creative. And what'd you do with it? Uh, it was all over the bed. <laughs> I think I'd like tried to write something as well. <laughs> Uh, the joke I used to do was that's when I knew I'd fully gone insane because my name was
3: misspelled.
0: I <laughs> just put it with an O Fuck man? Brandon. <laughs> oh. Fuck you, Brandon. What and I was Brandon? so in, uh, I talked about this on the green rooms. I was so in denial at the time that I actually checked around my house to see if any windows were open in case just somebody some dug inside, in. some burglar broken in dug inside my ass and got creative. <laughs> uh, so I checked into rehab and the counselor, right, I said to the, you know, I was full of fucking knowledge checked yourself in yeah uh, yeah. said I need help my family actually checked me in yeah. okay. I rang my parents said I can't deal with this I anymore I can't deal
2: with this any- I just I told them what I'd done and they then rang around it's amazing how if you just reach out to, to, for help to the, your loved ones friends, family they were just so relieved they yeah. were so and they were willing to help you right
0: well because everyone knew something was up Yeah. so it was just thank god he's bottomed
2: but on know? any level of anything if you ask anybody like hey I need help I can't do this on my own can you help me people yeah. will help you yeah with anything
0: yeah 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 like i'm gonna like i need to be locked up or i'm gonna kill myself yeah wow and um and i said had you try accounts,
2: to commit uh-huh? okay say what I try to commit counts. suicide yeah did you ever try
0: uh a couple of times but there were a couple of times like if i had a gun yeah. like thank god there are gun would mm-hmm. i'd be dead if, yeah. we, if, if we had guns in england i'd be dead
2: the guy who uh runs that show the english guy scottish guy who runs the show here late night show what's mm. his name
0: uh scottish guy
2: yeah he was on Drew Carey show. Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. Yeah, he talks about that night where he's like, "If I had had a bullet, yeah. I didn't have a bullet for my gun, but if I did, oh, I'd be gone."
0: Fuck yeah! And I know plenty of people as well that say, "Like, if I had a gun right now, I'd put it in my fucking mouth." Yeah. Um,
2: when I was suicidal, my, I remember telling my psychologist, psychiatrist, that or whatever, and she, like admitting it. She goes, do, "Do you have a gun at home?" And I was like, "Oh no, but I mean, there's tall buildings around me at any moment. I could just go. <laughs> you <could> just <laughs> like, go. It wouldn't have to be. Yeah, a gun. But
0: flinging off is a.
2: It's more of a thing than just more pulling of a, a trigger. Thing, the split second. Click. Yeah. yeah click. i got to go
0: up. And not of that, you know. Most people, because the the, sad, trad, the saddest thing is, there's loads of bridges that people jump off in London. Uh-huh. Invariably, they don't die; they go to hospital. Like where I used to live in uh, Highgate, down at the hospital near there, there's yeah. a famous bridge that everyone jumps off. It
2: doesn't and, kill them.
0: And uh, I, I lived above a nurse at work there, and she said the saddest thing is, everyone that checks in there afterwards, they survive. They realize that they didn't want to do that. They want to live, and then they die of internal injuries. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Friend, oh, so yeah, the counselor, yeah. I say, I know what you're going to do. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, this 12-step thing. He goes, yeah. I said, it's a brainwashing technique that missionaries used to use to convert people to Christianity. And he goes, and he looks me in the eye, and he goes, yeah. And I went, what? You're not even going to try and lie? And he goes, no. That's what we do. It's medically proven. To work to work, that what we're going to do is I'm going to brainwash you, but the thing is I have no desire to convert you to any form of religion. I uh, I am just going to brainwash you so that you can walk into a pub where people are drinking and you don't care. Not only do you not care, that you're happy. And he goes, you can either let me do that, Brendan, or you can go back to your house where you rub your shit everywhere this morning. <sighs> and I was like, oh, I'll do that. But I understand that apparently uh, here it's been... Because the whole point of AA is yeah. that it's, it's supposed to have no religious affiliation. Yeah. But apparently the Quakers have got a hold of it.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. That's, if that's really not. not supposed to have happened. I did an before. AA show, a uh, benefit for Radford Hall. Right. It's this AA place that uh, McBetton Corp puts on. And uh, Russell Brand was there. It was the best I've ever seen him. I've never seen him so funny. He just talked about alcoholism. Oh, he's great. For like 30 minutes. Yeah. But... Um, I was asking them, I was like, so is that true? You can have anything as your higher power, even like a doorknob? And they're like, yeah, even a doorknob. I'm like, but nobody really has, has doorknob. a doorknob. If you have a doorknob, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, come on. No, you've never met anyone that does it. I can see Quakers getting it. A lot of people go for a, a very
0: pragmatic, very realistic something they can see, the sun. A lot yeah. of people pick the sun.
2: Ocean, I've heard, because it just never stops.
0: Yeah. And basically, it's just all the shit in your head that there's also a part in your brain that's like a trash folder. Yeah. And for some reason you connect that trash folder with something outside of you. Explain that. Okay, you know the trash folder on your, your computer? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you get all the shit and you put it in it. Yeah. So psychologically, obviously there is a part in your brain that is a trash folder that you can dismiss things to. Oh right. Right? And but no one if you were to say it's my trash folder you'll still keep it in your head. Psychologically, you'll still have it in your head because you know the trash folder's in your head. So what you have to do is pretend that the trash folder is like in the sun or something like that so that when you get rid of it, you're not preoccupied with it. Got me?
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So it's it's cognitive therapy. You know, if they stop being so fucking magical about it, and they actually started being a bit honest about what they do. Yeah. Then I think a lot more pragmatists would go along. Yeah, uh, and 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 a lot more atheists
2: would wouldn't fucking have to struggle as much. Because none of that. You have to make it make, make it available for atheists. Like, no, I, I have a problem with higher power. You know, if that's their deal, it's like, well, you don't want to not get help because of that. Yeah, but then you know that's why they say you can make it something. You can make it science, right? You don't I have to make it the science. fucking Bible. Science. You don't have to
0: make it anything magical science at all. Science will be
2: here after I'm gone. Science, science is, will be here long yeah. after you're gone. That's, why I, picked the, that's why I took it literally
0: one. and picked the rock. Because it was there before I, you yeah. know, it'll be here long after I'm gone. Yeah. And it seems to be
2: just, you know. Uh, I would pick the smoke monster from Lost.
0: Yeah. I would pick uh, Danger Mouse. Because
2: <laughs> at least you can see him on telly. I heard that his name is pronounced Danger Mouth 5. <laughs> Like it's really supposed to be pronounced that way. Why? Because that five is written. Uh, the S is written like a five, but he really wanted it to be called Danger Mouse Five. No, get of Danger fuck. Mouse. That's, That's what I've heard.
0: Uh, isn't the guy that ma- is, da- is the guy that wrote but Danger Mouse English?
2: I don't, know. I don't know anything about him. He wears the fucking mouse head, right? <laughs> is that not Danger Mouse? Am I thinking of a different person? You think of Frank Soundbottom? No, who's the DJ that wears a mouse head? no danger mouse is a cartoon oh that's dead mouse that's who i was thinking <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like, what do you mean this who is made, why he, this is why, the cartoon. What this
0: you, is why you can take mushrooms with me yeah <laughs> because uh, you know what a lot of the time yeah. people are just on the other end of this when i'm talking they're going what what are you talking about where where are we now <laughs> Whereas mushrooms everyone's going yep yeah, i got you wow I yeah you. you you
2: understand better yeah you're on the i started a mushroom festival you're on a loop, Brendan. June 22nd through 24th this year. Oh yeah, Yeah, 2013. It's, it's and it's sales. going to be gigs and no, mushrooms? No, no, no. It's just all over the world. People take mushrooms. People do it all over. Israel. You should start
0: a mushroom festival with a gig.
2: With a gig. I did one in Montreal because it fell out during the Montreal Festival last year. So I did one of the shows that I took mushrooms and a bunch of people in the crowd took mushrooms. Ah. And Dan Soder took them too. He did the show. I think you should, no, b- book a gig in the middle of nowhere. Just middle, just me, myself, or just like, hey.
0: No, 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 You put it out there. Announce it on 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 hey, your podcast. I'll be doing
2: a show in Joshua Tree.
0: Yeah, it's great fun.
2: Dude, Gigging great out idea. in the middle of nowhere where people are just fucking sitting around a campfire. Nothing's funnier, dude. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. And just go and say whoever wants to meet us, meet us. If it's five people, if it's fifty, whatever. Yeah, we'll cover. It, just
0: come on out. And you know what? You know, and, and see if you can bring enough for everyone. That's wonderful.
2: I try to bring some. And meet. Wow.
0: But if you don't have any, we'll we'll make sure that you've. It's not only that mushroom people. Mushrooms aren't expensive, and mushrooms. No, they're not. It's you great for
2: fifteen dollars.
0: Mushroom you people can be know. fucked up for seven hours. Yeah, mushroom people know where to find mushrooms. It's hard sometimes, and, and uh, you know, it's a, do you get philosopher stones here? No, I've gotten penis-envy mushrooms. They're the, um, the philosophy stones. Well, because you know that it's the the, the, the psilocybin is yeah. in the stems, not the caps. I thought it comes in the caps and falls into the stems. No, no, no. The blue lines. If you let, if you were to like put mushrooms in a bag and let them sweat, the blue stuff is just the psilocybin. Okay. So everyone thinks, oh, I took caps or whatever. There's nothing in the caps. Really? I, I've dealt with the people that, that caps and Why
2: don't they just I've, I've the caps dealt off with the the,
0: the, the, the the leading authorities on uh, on shrooms and the people. Like I said, I they gave really me ten that. kilos for free. Yeah. So there was a, there was a summer of mushrooms where there was a there was basically a loophole in the law. Where, yeah. if you didn't dry them, they weren't prepared. So, yeah, they were yeah. allowed to sell them in Camden. And Camden in London is oh, like oh, the nice. creepiest looking place. <laughs> it's like there are fucking bars where everyone's a goth. Oh. And I would give guys their first mushrooms. There's a lot of people that have their first mushroom story with me. <laughs>
2: nice. Dude, I but but there was a mushroom yeah. store
0: that if you walked in and mentioned my name, the guy would just <sighs> fucking
2: hand over a bunch. What country? Uh, they don't, the, the thing is, the law's been passed Changed. now and you can't get them. Amsterdam, you can't get mushrooms anymore. Because some uh, guy jumped off the building. Amsterdam, you can. Maybe no tourists can London, them. you can't. Amsterdam changed the law a couple of years ago. They don't give a fuck. I heard they, cha- they made only mushrooms illegal. Oh, hang illegal. on.
0: Yeah, actually, you know what? The Dutch are actually quite Germanic. Everyone thinks they're all liberal. They're not. The reason that they have marijuana and prostitution and mushrooms in a particular part of town is they rather logically go... Keep it
2: clear of everything else.
0: People are going to do this. Yeah. And if you break a law in Amsterdam, there is no fucking wiggle room. If a cop catches you pissing in the street... You're fucked. You're fucked. He's giving you a fine. Yeah. And you're like, oh, come on, mate. And it's like, no. Nope. how much freedom did you need, motherfucker? All <laughs> we asked street. you to do is not fucking make our streets stink. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you come here and you fucking break it. You break a law in Amsterdam, they are mad. Because they are like, how yeah. much freedom did we have to yeah, fucking Yeah, we gave you need? enough.
2: But yeah, I think, yeah,
0: you know what? I, I understand that because they got sick of uh, British stag dues. Because let's face yeah. it, the Brits do not travel well. Yeah. And stag British stag do's travel even Harvard.
2: worse so they got sick to death of foreigners but you can hook up with a dutch guy easily enough dude i gotta i gotta go okay i'm sorry but let's say your, twi- your twitter handle and stuff so people can find you oh
0: the album's out stand-up records and on uh us itunes it's on stand-up records Brandon on itunes yeah brendan burns pompously lectures americans my twitter is brendan burns my facebook b-r-e-n-d-o-n
2: yeah. d-o-n-b-u-r-n-s yeah i've only just got
0: my real name Oh, really? So yeah, everyone having... said, who the fuck's got your real name? And I went, I think it's me, but I forgot the password. <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, you're not on telly. You're an internet comic. Yeah. Get internet savvy, for fuck's sake. So in the space of, yeah, it's, I've only had it for three I'll months. I'll put
2: a link to all of it on, on my website, alreadythegreat.com. So anyone who listens to this, go there. You can find Brendan's uh, Twitter address and uh, oh, link to this go out? iTunes. iTunes. Uh, I have to decide when I'm going to put it out. I don't know.
0: Oh, well, if it goes out before Thursday. No, I it mean, won't do that. <laughs> I got him to say that. no at the end. Absolutely.
2: No, no, it's not good. To... <laughs> no, well, Brendan, I do them every no. Monday as I put them out. What do we have now? Now it's Thursday. No, I already have one no, this week. No, no, Brendan, no. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying to
0: stockpile before I leave. Okay, just, I, I, I wanted to do the podcast route. And i was saying if anyone fancied me, I'd be available to do it, but I oh. will have gone by the time. Dun- no, no, I'm no, no. good. To- no if anyone
2: in England fucking six years from now here's this, get him on a podcast. <laughs> um All right, thanks, Brandon. Thank you, man. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. You're a cool guy. Oh, you too, sweetie.
3: (laughs) Follow her down
1: to a bridge by a fountain where rocking horse people eat marshmallow pies. Everyone smiles as you drift past the flowers that grow so incredibly high. Newspaper taxis appear on the shore, waiting to take you away. Climb in the back with your hands!
2: All right, that's the episode, you guys. Zehakol. Um, I realize now that I should do some of those, some of the stuff I do in the in the intro when it gets long. Afterwards, like twenty-two minutes is probably too long. Even though most of that is probably only like five or six minutes of ad time in there, including that includes my dates. Um, but still, I should do some of this, like the Star Trek stuff. Could have done now. Would have been just as easy. Uh, I did have a story. That I wanted to share, I wrote down. And um, uh, Brendan was talking about how all these people, you know, try to commit suicide, jump off this bridge, and it didn't, um, didn't take, you know, and they died of their wounds. Uh, my friend has his brother. Um, my friend takes, he's the one guy I know that's been on antidepressants for longer than anybody. I think since he was like 15 or 16, uh, he's been on them steadily. And I asked him once, like, why, when I was getting on them, I asked him why you're on them and how long you've been on them. And uh, he told me, and it was, you know, going on almost 20 years. Uh, And I was like, why don't you get off them? And he goes, I don't want to end up like my brother did. I was like, what happened to your brother? And this is what happened to his brother. Um, His brother was suffering from depression and decided to, if you don't know what depression is like, it's just, it's never ending, It's a never-ending problem. And Theo Vaughn has a really good joke about it now where he goes, man, sometimes you just want to sleep that deep sleep. Get that deep sleep. And that's what it is. You just want this feeling to end. And if that means ending your life too, fine. But it's not, that's like a side, who cares? Just get rid of it. So um, my friend's brother uh, decided to... uh, walk in front of a train. It's a good way to do it. I'm always interested in the way people decide to commit suicide. Stepping in front of a moving train is a, it's a solid way to do it. Or so I thought. Um, he stepped in front of the train. The train smashed the fuck out of his body. Broke every bone in his body. I doubt that's true. Broke most of the bones in his body. It must have been like a pinky bone from like the top of your pinky, like the second bone in your pinky. That must have been okay. Um broke every bone in his body, survived, did not die. In a hospital for six months, but did not die. So while they're doing these tests, they, they you know, saved his life. Um, and what happens to us, uh, I think, from my observ- observation, is that what happens to a lot of people when they try to commit suicide and it doesn't, doesn't take, um, I know in deviant psychology they talk about two different types of, two different they, they classify suicide attempts and suicide as two different types of mental disorder. Uh, you think they'd be the same because they're both trying to commit suicide. But the theory I read when I was in college um, was that the people who try to commit suicide and fail are almost always not really trying. Like they'll take a bunch of pills, but they'll leave their phone right by the bathtub they in and they can call 911 before they fall asleep and get the stomach pumped. And yeah, every once in a while they said someone, it'll, someone will make a mistake, like let's say you didn't pay your phone bill, so that your phone you know, cut off, or I don't know what happened, you broke it, and then you're like, oh fuck, i got to call 911, and you fall asleep and die. They say that can happen sometimes, and also what can happen is you really try to commit suicide. You jump off a fucking 30-story building, um, and you catch a gust of wind or something, or, or you know, somebody puts a glass of water beneath you, and you dive straight into it. I'm joking about the last part. Um... And I think that's what happened to Pete's brother. But what they did say, uh, what happens when um, when uh, you try to commit suicide, legitimately try and fail, is sometimes you do get us a, like a, you change your mind. You realize the preciousness of life. You realize how close it was, and you decide not to do it. And that's what this guy did. He decided not to commit suicide. He wanted to live. And yeah, he's going to be in, in fuck, completely in those in those casts, you know, with the legs raised. Um, Traction, I think that's what they call it, in the hospital for six months, sure. But he wanted to live. And he was going to. And then while they did the tests on him, while they were trying to help him, they found a tumor inside his body. They found inoperable cancer. And so this guy who wanted to live, who tried to commit suicide by stepping in front of a moving train, shattered his body, decided you know what? Life is worth something. (laughs) Here's another reason why I don't believe in God. Because come on at some point. Or at least I don't believe God takes any part in our day-to-day life. Because you're going to tell me that God saved him just in order for him to die slowly of his body wasting away from cancer? I'm like, well, God works in mysterious ways. No, he's a fucking prick. Or... He's really not involved in our day to day life. I'll allow a belief in God as long as you don't think that he fucking deals with us day to day. He fucking s- at best, at best, he sits back and watches it happen. He doesn't fucking change anything. God works in mysterious ways. No, God doesn't work at all. So shit happens. And if you're like, "Well, it all means something," it sure is mysterious. No, because it doesn't all mean something. Fucking try to commit suicide and have to waste away in a hospital bed over the next nine months, six months. If he is taking a part in that, if God's taking a part of that, fuck you. Fuck you. Not you, listener. You, God. Um, anyway, so I just want to share that story. I'm always interested in it. Um, guys, don't forget to check out squarespace.com slash Ari. Um, start a free trial with no credit card required. If you want to build your website, it's a great thing to do. You can uh, register for a free domain name while you're there. Squarespace.com slash Ari, offer code skeptic, S-K-E-P-T-I-C. And the other one is uh, TiVo. Go to TiVo.com. Check out all the great features they have, all the different boxes they have. Uh, You got to get TiVo. If you don't have it, you're living in the past. Uh, Really, seven or eight years ago, you should have gotten it. But by now, it's like, stop it. Just stop it. You're still fucking worshiping the sun god if you don't have a TiVo. That's right. You're still worshiping the sun god if you don't have a TiVo. Uh, go to TV.com and enter the, uh, the, uh, the uh, promo code ATC for All Things Comedy. And don't forget to check out all the All Things Comedy podcasts. Those are all legit headliners. Those are all headliners on there. So go check out any one of those podcasts. Check out Burrs. If you don't know about it, he's the most popular one on there. But fucking go check out Burrs because he was the only one to help me get into the comedy cell this week. Oh, and Neil Brennan. Check out the Champs also. They're on there. Um. All right, so thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to go to Amazon.com through my website, Ari the Great, and check out all my dates at AriTheGreat.com. I'm going to be in Wisconsin, Australia. It's not on there yet, but soon. Uh, Chicago, um, Cabo. I don't, I don't know what else. I don't know what else there is. Oh, but really, really, the, I want to promote Shroomfest. Get your shrooms now. Get, they will be harder to find than you think, so get them now. Start looking for them. My normal thing is, ask your hippiest friend, ask your dirtiest, hippiest friend, can you find me mushrooms? Or do you have any mushrooms I can buy from you? Offer to buy. And if they say no, say, do you know anyone I can get some from? Don't just take that. As in, I was like, oh, I can't find any. And if he says no, say, do you know who else I can ask? And if they still say no, ask your next dirtiest friend. But keep following up. So uh, don't forget rumors in Winnipeg, Hamilton, Ontario, um, just left Chicago, then Shroomfest. Then Joe Rogan and I are doing a show in Alaska on uh, June 28th. I don't know where. It'll sell out quick, though, so fucking hurry up and look. Um, July I'm home, then I got crackers in, in uh, Indianapolis, maybe San Fran, uh, Nashville. I don't know. Check on Madison, fucking Calgary, Foxwoods. Jesus, I got a full schedule. Cabo. Oh, there's Cobbs with Diaz. That's not till October. And then Sydney. Man. And then Cap City. In Austin. All right, you guys, so check out all my dates. Uh, click on my Amazon link through my podcast. Through my um, through my blah, through my website. Um, yeah, go to the Amazon if you do your Amazon shopping. Just please do me a favor, help out the show. Go to AriTheGreat.com first. There's an Amazon link. Click on the Amazon link and that takes you into Amazon. So it's just one extra button. Just one extra button. And then if you do all your Amazon shopping, they give me a percentage on their end back. So like five or six percent. So if you buy like a thousand bucks worth of stuff, like I'll I'll get fifty or sixty dollars. Um and that that'll really add up. That's what's helping me, you know, work on my stand up here in New York, you guys. So Thank you very much for supporting. Don't forget about Shroomfest. Don't forget about This Is Not Happening, storyteller shows that are happening uh, online at Comedy Central Digital starting June 4th and going on every week. It's also going to happen on SiriusXM and Comedy Central's um, on their Sirius channel and also on their whatever. Uh, I'm in the cellar now, so if I can call over there and see when I'm on. Um, And The Stand, as always. And thank you guys very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, so good ones coming up I'm thinking oh next week it'll be Stevie Ryan that's what it'll be we did a podcast I saved it for a year to fucking promote her show so her show starts this week so um, I'll have this in between episode one and two of her show uh, yeah it's just a, it'll be the well you'll see it it'll be a fun one I love Stevie um, alright you guys I'll talk to you later episode 116 sit down and shut up with Brendan Burns, over and out. Oh, and I almost forgot that, um, that uh, I got my, my, my online store is starting up again. J.R. Steiner is uh, doing Brody's uh, merch and, and Diaz's merch uh, and a few other people. But he's going to be doing my shipping for me, and he's building a new uh, online store. and It should be ready this week, I think, if not this week, next week. But uh, you can go there. You can get my 2013 tour shirt, uh, and it's got the answer code. It's got the cheat code on there. So it shows you all the individual um, uh, sketchings, I guess, that are on the shirt. There's like, there's like 25 different little pictures on the shirt. And so it tells you what each one is representative of. And it's got uh, my, my CD, Revenge for the Holocaust. My first CD from last year. That went number one on iTunes for a week. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, but that's the one with the picture of the, the juice spider, me as the juice spider on a spider web, hunting down the Hitler fly. One of the greatest covers of any CD of all time. <laughs> not just patting my own back. That's Kevin Christie. He wrote that. He drew that. Uh, and I fucking love it. I fucking love it. A Jew spider hunting a Hitler fly. It's called Revenge for the Holocaust. So um, it, there'll be a link on my website uh, on merch that you can find that. But hopefully, I think maybe Wednesday he said it'll be it'll be up. If not then, the following week. Um, so yeah, grab a t-shirt. Grab a CD. Um, uh, there's still some 2012 shirts left, but only like in smalls, so only for girls or small boys. Um, and then I think we're going to have a Skeptic Tank sh- shirt up soon, so I guess check back. They'll, it'll be on there, like the coming soon one. This girl, Monica ikabtor I forget her how to say her name, but uh, she made a cool Skeptic Tank shirt that I'm going to start using. Um, and stickers, we have stickers that are going to be part of it too. I think he said he's giving away free with the... With like a shipment, if you get a shipment, it's, um, this guy, I got to find out his name, but he made a really cool gummy Jew <laughs> picture. <laughs> you got to see it. They're so fucking cool. Um, Steiner, put a, picture of, put a picture of the gummy Jew that you're going to put on there. Oh, man, that guy made a good one. It looks all 3D and fucking rad. Um, uh, yeah, all right, you guys. So yeah, don't forget to go get some merch for me. And um, and uh, I use only American Apparel shirts because those are the most comfortable ones. I pay a dollar extra per shirt, which means I lose a dollar per shirt because I'm not going to price them at $21 um, so that you guys get comfortable shirts. Because those Gildan shirts are fucking pieces of shit. They're itchy and they fucking horrible. Um, and they fit weird too. Anyway, so that's it. So uh, just go to my website. And every week, by the way, that I do this, I have... Uh, extra features and all the um, songs and stuff. Who who sang them? The, all the links are in there. The people's Twitter links um, from the podcast. You can just go to the site, find extra details from them. Um, yeah, it's a quick like you can look at it along while you're watching it, um, and it'll tell you that that song. I'll tell you now that is from the Gila Monster. Um, that song that was when Brendan and I were going to the bathroom. Um, I know it wasn't about mushrooms but man it sounded like it was about mushrooms the little mushroom it says little mushroom and then it just makes the children laugh children laugh it makes them all do that and the birds go so high man that's that's about mushrooms go listen to that song again that's a mushroom song Um, it was from like some movie in the 60s alright I'll talk to you guys later Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank episode 116 sit down and shut up with Brendan Burns over and out until next week sayonara and prepare for Shroomfest I'll see you on the other side in Fest. I will connect with all of you that are on it everyone who's participating will connect with everyone else who's participating on the other plane of the universe I'll see you there